Sun, highest side from the Ryukyu Kingdom of Okinawa, Japan. You are listening to the Shima Gaijin Podcast with your host, Joe Isamu Davis. This episode is produced by our patrons on Patreon, Stacey Bell, Kazu Davis, Tato Brewer, and Daniel Olson. If you would like to be a producer of the Shima Gaijin Podcast, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Shima Gaijin Podcast. Become a producer by contributing each month and you will receive public recognition on each episode as a producer of the podcast. Please give a rating of the podcast and don't forget to share and follow on social media. In this episode, I am joined by my senpai, Terrence Rogers, a.k.a. Big T. If you've been living in Okinawa for as long as I have, you probably most likely know this man. If you were in Okinawa and hitting up the clubs in Okinawa City or in Naha during the early 90s to the late 2000s, you most likely ran into him uh, when he was working security at the clubs. Big T stopped by the studio and he was kind enough to share some entertaining stories of when he was in the Marine Corps and the early days and times of when he first arrived in Okinawa, Japan. This episode will not disappoint. I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, I you can good? You. I watch podcasts all the time. I watch them. I just watched one before I came here. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a damn, I don't know if you need to know it, but there's this uh, All Deaf Digital. All Deaf Digital. On YouTube. Digital. All Deaf Digital. Write it down. Yeah, All Deaf Digital. They got um, it was ba- it was it was previously owned by um, Russell Simmons. Okay, and then you know sense. he got me too, and he bounced to Bali in, in his own compound. Yeah, what happened with yeah, that? Yeah, well, I think that you know some girl me too. I'm like, yo, this cat here, and he saw what was happening to people prior to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, all right, yo, I'm pop- I'm popping smoke bombs, <laughs> boof, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? And he went to Bali. But anyway, it's a bunch of bunch of comedians, man. It's all deaf digital, man. Hilarious. They do damn internet. You're scary. They got one. They got this comedian called To Hear More. To Hear More. Yeah, he's hilarious. A guy named Patrick Cloud, Kevin on stage. It's a whole. It's you know, it's black. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's but it's it's so very good. It's a podcast or is this stand up? They do. They do stand up. They do podcast. Okay. They do. You know, of course, they do the same thing mm-hmm. where they're recording themselves. You know, audio. I mean, visually and audially. You know what I'm saying? It's really good, man. It's really good. You're funny as hell. All kind of content, man. All kind of content. All right, yo. So go ahead, kick it off. All right. <laughs> What's up? We in here just, you know what I mean? Go ahead, yo. You know, hey. I think that's the best introduction ever. Hey, is this thing on? <laughs> Big T. Yeah. <laughs> yo, just make happening? sure you stay in front of it because yes, I know, sir. like, when, once you. You go like this. It oh yeah, you rock and hear it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my voice carries. You know, black people, we loud. You know. <laughs> <laughs> also, do I need to turn down? No, no, just no, no. You I'm, good? I'm kidding. I'm kidding, dude. Thanks for coming out and doing this. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. I mean, this you is, know, yeah. This is like okay. A lot of people have always actually told me, "Hey, T, man, you should do a podcast." I'm like, you should. I'm, I'm, I don't know. See, here's the thing: if I can talk like when it's organic, but if I'm forced to. And it's like, then maybe I may, I don't know how I do with that. You know what I mean? I, I don't really know. But every, a lot yeah. of people have said I should do a podcast. And I'm like, well, man, what I got to say, man, some people might be like, yo, oh boy, is on some different stuff. I don't know if we can swear on that. So. Yeah, dude, you can, you can curse all you want. Okay, okay. I do too. You know, oh boy, on some different <laughs> shit. So, yo, I don't want people looking at me in the streets like, yo, man, 
you you crazy as hell because yeah. I do think differently. But I mean, this is authentic, and that's why like I barely do I I do little editing. Like oh, the only kind of editing I do is just uh, maybe the beginning and the end, right? And then if there's like certain pauses for the audio, I see. You, I know. see what you mean. But no, because it's authentic. You want people to know what you're feeling. Right, 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 right. I feel you. you I know? feel you. Now, do you put this? And I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but do you put this? Yeah. Where do you put this out at? This is uh, I put it on. Uh, it's on iTunes. Oh. It's on Spotify. Okay. I okay. Use, I use this uh, this program, um, this website called Anchor. I've heard of Anchor. And so it's free. Matter of fact, the podcast yeah. that I listen to, is right, on they Anchor. talk about Anchor. It's on Anchor. Because I listen to uh, Spears and Steinberg. It's on Anchor. Okay. It's Ari Spears. He's a comedian, uh-huh. black comedian, funny. And it's this Jewish guy named uh, Andy Steinberg. He's okay, he's uh, Mexican and Jewish. I listen mm-hmm. to this guy named uh, the Daily BJ, BJ Godore. He's a fitness guy, but he talks about things. So I listen to a lot of okay. I listen to a lot yeah. of podcasts, man, because podcasts are pretty. If you think about it, man, podcasts are pretty dope. You know, where people have a safe space to just talk about things yeah. that they like to talk about and just kind of get, you know, what they're thinking out in the world. And you find out more times than not that you ain't as crazy as you thought. Because yep. you're like, well, damn, so I was just thinking, thinking that the too. same thing. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. thinking that too. Yeah, so it's yeah, the man. new blog. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. And yeah. it's inexpensive. I mean, it. Some of this costs some money, but right. I mean, I don't need to have this big studio. I don't right. need to have a producer right. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's fun. dope, man. That's yeah. dope. That's really dope, man. You know. And I think about, I think about like when we first met. It was at what's the name of that club? Jaguars Club, club Jaguar, <laughs> Jaguar Cokeside Street. Cokeside Street. I remember when, when um, when the guys who took over the um, the uh, security contract for that was like, "Yo, T man." You know, we got another club that we're going to, you know, we're going to work security at. And I was like, where? He was like, it's on Cocosai Street. I'm like, oh, what? You know, and I'd already was, I was doing B-Greens already. Right. He's like, well, nah, man, it's on, it's, it's, it's Jaguar. I said, what days? He was like, Friday. I was like, man, yo, Friday is pumping that B-Greens. You ain't going to have nobody in there, man. Because <laughs> I don't mind doing security, but I just hated doing security in like a boring ass club. Right. Yeah. You sitting up there against the wall trying not to fall asleep. Like three Japanese sit, people in there. Three people in there. You know what I'm saying? You got some herb in there, half sleep. You're like, all right, man. This is, you know, because, yeah, it's money. But it's like, yo, man, I kind of want to stay awake. And you want the time to fly by fast. Yes. You, know, you might yes. want to talk to some girls, some yeah, dudes you know, in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, some you homies. know what? Funny thing about that, right? Like, cause so where I, when I first started doing security was pyramids. And this is like 1994, right? Damn. 94. I'm yeah. <laughs> I had just got out the Marine Corps. I got out the Marine Corps in 93 because I got here in 90. I was up here. I was stationed up at Camp Hansen. I got here on March 3rd, 1990. And when I first got here, this is to let you know, I'm going to put music for it so you know. <laughs> when I got here, I was singing Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hurt when I found out that it wasn't them dudes I was singing, man. I was hurt. I was like, them ain't the dudes that's singing it. And so then when I remember when I got to Hanson, man. All right, I got to Hanson. And when I first, well, let's, let's rewind. When I first got to Okinawa, Of course, you know, we came in through the JRC because, you know, the Marine Corps. When I first got here, man, and I, we would drive, we had just got off, we had just got off Kadena. We got on the white bus. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get have the white bus or did yep, you fly? Yeah, we had a white bus. Yep. We went, yeah, flew into Kadena, uh, Kadena. Right. And then drove to Foster in that okay. bus. Okay. So we did that and I'm driving, I'm sitting on the bus and I'm, like, and I'm looking around. I'm like, yo, this island is mad small, yo. Wow, this is small, homie. I was like, oh, no, nah, this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. <clears throat> Where'd you then, come from originally? 
San Diego. Oh, where okay. I call? Oh, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, I'm from Detroit, so Michigan. This is like a complete 180. Oh, hip, bro. You talking about? <laughs> you talking about big streets? You know, I'm from, and I'm from like, the, I'm from like the ghetto. All right, put it this way. You remember that song, Eight Mile? Mm-hmm. You know the train tracks is in that song. Yeah, those train tracks run right in front of my house. No kidding. Yeah, because I mean, I lived on Seven Mile. Eminem lived on Eight Mile. Now I had already been in Okinawa because he came out when. 96 and 96 i was already a civilian over here maybe 98 yeah Yeah, civilian so you know i don't know nothing about him and him he wasn't he wasn't popping i was listening to epmd and you know we talking about old school ll rock him you know what i mean you know i'm listening to old school right utfo um uh who else you know kumo d and all those cats but anyway so let's go back so i came from detroit funny thing was about this i'm from detroit did you go to San Diego or did you go to Paris Island? I went to San Diego. I was Hollywood. Me too. Now, what that didn't make any sense to me because we. Because you're I, Midwest, right? Well, Detroit, like Detroiters consider themselves, at least in my era, we consider ourselves East Coast because we on East Coast time. Okay. So we had, so my era, we kind of had an East Coast flavor. We were kind of like more connected with New York and Chicago and so like, even though Chicago is central, but we was kind of got our flavor from New York because that was the big influence then. So I was wondering, why am I going to San Diego? Yo, check this out. So we get, I'm all over the place, but that's okay. That's all right. It's going to make sense. We got a couple hours. It's going to make sense. (laughs) So go, you know, I go, I joined the Marine Corps in Detroit. We go to San Diego. Now we, I went to San San Diego in July. And you know, they put them hot ass sweatshirts on our, on our ass, right? (laughs) Yo, tell me why I didn't pull back my collar and pull up my up my sleeve and steam was coming. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, oh hell no, I got steam coming off me, man. What the yo? And then you know it was see pe- Marines in Paris Island. They say they got it worse because of the sand fleas, right? Mm, Remember, you yeah. always hear that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Marines, y'all mad soft. We talk about the hills in yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we got to deal with sand fleas. <laughs> like, their like their plight was harder than ours. But see, this is where I always hit them with. I'm like, yo, okay, you was out in the sticks, right, away from civilization, right? We right next to the damn the airport. airport. <laughs> Remember, you doing PT and shit, <laughs> and you running, coming, flying by. and that's just a reminder of where you ain't at. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wish I was on that plane. Yeah, right you now. running this shit. You see the air, and then remember, like when, like from I was, I was, uh, I was first platoon, third battalion. I was well, first. I was 1067. Right? We could look if you looked at the if you was on uh, at San Diego, you could see the cars driving. Remember that shit? Yeah. And houses and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you this close, but you that far. It's like a real life prison, right? That's Looking torture. Door, That's torture. Think about it. If you're in the sticks, that means eventually over time, you're going to kind of forget about where you are. You're going to just concentrate on where you are, your immediate surroundings. But every time you look out the window and you see an airport or you see cars driving and nice hacienda type roofs and shit, and that's just a, that's just a reminder. Yeah, you ain't there. You here. Some drill instructor, drill instructor screaming at you and shit, man. I'll tell you what. I do, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Now... <laughs> I got stories out the ass, brother. Now, I don't know if you ever, and you're a little bit younger than me, there used to be this hip-hop artist called Kwame. He had a flat top with a gold streak in his hair. 
if I saw the picture, I probably know, okay. but we'll the name it doesn't. Yeah. We'll check it out. So when I joined, when I went to, when I flew into San Diego, guess what? I had a flat top with a blonde, blonde streak. <laughs> so, you know, when you go to the barbershop, right? So they, they walk, I'm walking in, everybody's going in, getting their hair, their haircut. And, you know, receiving drill instructors like, oh, looky here. Look what we got over here. You gonna be last. They wait. They had me wait. They had me wait. I'm sitting there watching everybody getting their hair cut right. So I'm standing there with a damn dustpan in my hand because I'm sweeping up the hair and I'm spinning the dustpan right. I'm spinning the dustpan just. So this little dude comes up to me and like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you know, just getting at me right. And I have a bad habit of looking people in the eye. So I got this little ass dude, right? He's sitting there hitting me with the side of his smokey on my cheek and shit. And each time my eyes wincing and I'm just imagining myself grabbing him and just breaking his fucking neck, right? And so then this corny ass barber was like, hey, you better not be looking at him. He'll rip off your head and shit down your neck. And I looked at him like, man, you cornball. That's the corniest shit I ever heard in my life, man. You going, what? What? Yeah, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> were you big? Were you big? Like, no, nah, no, nah, I was no, nah, I was thin. Just tall, man. tall. I was just skinny. tall. I was just tall and yeah. thin. I mean, I was, I mean, I was like two hundred and, I think I was maybe like two hundred five, two ten. But I was six four, you know, six three, right? So I was thin, man. And, uh, you know, I, so but still, just got this little dude, just, you know, just getting at me, man. And I'm like, man, I get, oh man, I think I'd have. It was like this. It was at this moment T realized he <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, oh, no. Nah. And this had been the first time I had been away from my mom. Ever? No. Nah, one time I went to California okay. when I was 10. And that was a month. And so, like, the second or third day. So, we in there. We were just getting our 782 gear, right? Mm-hmm. Receiving, I, right? Yeah, receiving. So, so I'm in putting the boots on and whatnot. And all of a sudden, bro. I just start crying like a baby. <laughs> I mean, lip quivering a whole nine and neck fucking. <laughs> Bruh. Yo, because it hit me. It's hard on a young man. Yeah, because you, you, you know, you don't think about it. Yeah, but but think I think of tough. it like this. And I always, when I go back, hindsight's twenty twenty. I always say this. You know, in ancient cultures, you know, every young man had a right of passage before he was considered to go, you know, considered an adult man or considered a mm-hmm. man, right? You know, in old coach, you like in uh, Australia, you had the Aborigines, they would call it walkabout, right? Where mm-hmm. they would, where one of the elders would take the young man and he would go out into the outback and do things and just go, you know, and just learn survival skills and whatnot, you know. And then when he came back, he was considered a man. Well, in our society, we didn't have that. If you think about it, yep. we didn't have that. We don't, we, we, we don't have that now, especially now. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. But, I think of that as because I knew instinctively when I was seven, when I was sixteen, because I dipped the late entry program when I was sixteen. I was like, you know what? I got to get out of here because my family is like ninety-two percent women. There's only like two or three guys in that family, right? So I grew up around women, and you know, it was just like, all right. And I went to a college preparatory high school, so I was considered a smart guy. I was an honor roll and all of that. And I was like, that's this is what led me to the Marine Corps. I was like, you know what? I ain't got the money for college. And I want to do something instinctively I knew. I wanted to do something hard, something physical, you know, something that would help me, you know, become a man. And the Marine Corps was it for me. Excuse me. You know, the Marine Corps was it for me, man. And um, 
I'm glad I did because I just like, hey, man, 17, I got to get out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe instinctively I knew, hey, man, Detroit, yo, this ain't going to be me. And my father said something later on in the years, which actually let me know that I had made the right decision because he was like, yo, 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 son. And my father never did live with me, but, you know, the whole, you know, 70s, they was out there getting it in, you know what I'm saying? Promiscuous <laughs> 70s. My father was 14. My mom was 15 when she had me. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, my mom's like my older, she's like my older sister. We got a really tight relationship. He was like, yo, you lucky, you lucky, you, you know, our old, old brothers in the 70s, like, you know, you let you know you left the service. You left you you went to the service because we was gonna turn you out. He was gonna be in the family business. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna tell you what the family business nah, was. It's all good. Nah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, not me. You know what I mean? But anyway, so fast forward, I go through all that, go through uh boot camp, you know. Did you go to MCT? Marine Corps yep. Combat mm-hmm. Training? Yep. Went to MCT. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. It was like what, three weeks? It was like a month. And yeah, then okay. we did, the, yeah. and then we we did the Crucible. That was fun. I actually watched a video, like about two months ago, on, on YouTube? YouTube that showed that, and I was like, and that, and guess what? It was like one or two cycles before me, or after me. After really? me, yeah, and I was. I was geeking out. Hey, babe, look. I remember that. I remember that. And the barber that I was talking about. Is in it. Guess what? He's in the damn fucking <laughs> is video. It, is it the, uh, is it the, wasn't there like a Hispanic guy, Italian guy? There was a couple like Italian guys or and something? And there was this or? guy who actually was here, Joe Kim Davis. He okay. was actually, he used to work for MCCS. At, oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. At, 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 at the, uh, the deployment section. He was in it throughout the video. I tried to reach him because he got out. Of, he got out here and then he stayed out for a while and then he went back in and he came back here and I think he may be gone again. But I knew I was like, "Yo, Joe Kim is in there." It was he was in there, <laughs> mad young and shit. Yeah, man. So um, <clears throat> you know I uh okay we fast we went through the whole Marine Corps thing boot camp. I went to Twenty Nine Palms. What was your MOS? What'd you do? Field radio operator. Okay, that makes sense. Twenty Nine Palms. Yep. Yeah. Now here's the funny thing about that. You didn't do it. I, no. I oh, didn't. okay. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be at Twenty Nine Palms. Oh. Because I came in open contract. Now, when I came in open contract, I walked in the recruiter's office. They was like, "What did you do?" I said, "What you mean?" He said, "Because <laughs> nobody comes in open contract, and especially from the school that I came from, because I went to a I went to a college preparatory high school. Yeah. Yeah. My my um my curriculum was architecture. So he was like, "What the?" So I came in open contract. Boom, I'm in San Onofre right after MCT. So MCT, you guys, what? They got after MCT, everybody Sitting finished on the bench. On everybody the, was like, okay. On the, on the bleachers, right? Everybody <laughs> got on the bus and went to their respective schools. Me, I did an about face, went to SOI right there in really? San Onofre. No shit. You so, went to SOI. Yeah, so within a few weeks, they, I get called to the uh, first church uh, office, and he was like, hey, Rogers, how you feel about going 29 Palms, being a radio man? I was like, um, okay. So then I got to, I went, you know, I went to 29 Palms. Now, when they came to get us at San Onofre, they took us by the same bus, by, by the bus, right? So we, we going through California, you know, we looking at different things from, from, uh, where is it? Oh, from, uh, Pendleton to 29 Palms. <laughs> you got to stop hitting the table, bro. Oh, dang. I'm sorry. I'm making <laughs> noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Uh, so we were riding the bus and I'm looking at California. I'm like, okay, I really wasn't feeling California. Really? Nah. Okay. I wouldn't. I, I didn't feel California at all. It looked pretty, but I just wasn't feeling it. So anyway, we go to we're driving to uh, Twenty Nine Palms, and um, we get there at night. Now at night, Twenty Nine Palms is beautiful. Lights everywhere. 
we're like, oh my God, it's beautiful out here. Oh, right. Like stars. You're talking about like stars. No, we see way. like all the lights off in the, yeah. of the buildings in the, uh, in the distance okay. from 29 Palms. That next morning, I walked out the barracks, you know, I received it. I was like, where the fuck did everything go? Dog, nothing but desert. desert. <laughs> nothing but desert, dog. I mean, I was like, wait a minute. Where did everything go? I mean, I was shocked because at night, again, I'm thinking, you know, the perception was totally different night and day. Totally different, bro. I don't have you ever been to Twin Amboss? Never been. You ain't missing shit. That's what I hear. You ain't missing shit. Like the armpit of the Marine Corps. Yes. And, um, but I had some good experiences because I got to go to LA. And this is where I later found out that California wasn't, wasn't for me. Went to LA. Now, the perception I had of LA, strictly from the movies, the reality of LA, totally different totally different people there just really weird map i call them plastic you know they were just pla- people was just plastic as hell man so one time you know we used to take the bus you know from 29 mm-hmm. palms and just go out to places on liberty yeah on yeah. liberty so one time i'm we and me and my friends we on liberty we on you know we on liberty we go out for the weekend we getting ready to head to escondido i believe so me check this i had on a blue hat blue sweatshirt and fucking blue jeans. <laughs> Where we had a bus stop. Oh no. <laughs> now I'm from Detroit. I don't know. You, I don't you, know. You're wrong, you repping the wrong color, son. Yo, this dude was like, hey, yo, cuz, yo, cuz. Cause ain't no Z. I'm like, what is Z at, dog? Yo, cuz. What you what you claiming, cuz? I'm like, man, I'm claiming the Marine Corps, dog. What you you're talking like Detroit about? Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I'm like, yo, dog, I'm 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 claiming the Marine Corps. What you talking about? He was like, yo, man, you you, you better get out them colors, man. I oh, shit. Listen, I was, you know, you know, people I like think big bag, big, big bad Marine shit. I was looking through my damn backpack because everybody had one. I was looking at my backpack, pulled out, changed that shirt quicker and shit, dog. That was my first introduction to how Bloods and Crips and how they really bang that shit. And that's early 90s. That's the 90s. That was 80. That was, probably, that was nine. No, that was. Uh, no, it was 89. Like 89. It was 89. Because I didn't. I got Okinawa in 90. So it was 89. During the time where that shit was yes, big. Yes, brah. Yeah. Brah, I took. So that was one. That was one of my experiences there. Um, and uh, in 29 Palms, people ain't going to believe this. And I know. Man, I know I'm going to sound crazy. And people who hear this going to be like, they think I'm lying. But I am not. If my skin ain't black on my body, and it is, I saw Bob Hope on because in in uh, Twin Am Palms they have Bob Hope Drive, which is the main, mm-hmm. I believe, is the main drive, main road. In like Twin you saw Palms. his ghost. I saw him. He wasn't dead yet. Oh, no disrespect to the dead. We got you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I used to watch your USO movies too, homie. But guess what? I saw him walking with a dude. And I ain't talking about they was walking like, hey, what's up, cat? No, the energy, I'm just saying it. I ain't, I'm not disrespecting, but the energy, because you know, when two dudes walk by each other, there's a certain energy that two guys have if they ain't if they ain't on some bullshit, right? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too crazy. Cause you know, man, you know, you know, you speak about the alphabet people, you get shut down. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't no disrespect. Everybody can live how they want to live. I'm all good. But Bob Hope, how Bob Hope was walking with this dude. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave that with that. I'll leave that right there. Shit, I saw him. I was like, "Cause you, you, come on, man. Everybody knows who Bob Hope yeah, is. Yeah. You, you don't. That's not something that you mistake. 
I thought like you saw his spirit or something. Or no, something. no, 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 I, no, 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 sir, no, sir. I saw Bob Hope, man, walking with a dude, because he was old then. Yeah, and I don't, and then just now, and I don't want to say I'm not sure, but it almost looked like I was like if they was like arm in arm, I'm not sure, but they was awfully close for two dudes walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. And I'll leave it at that, and I tell that story, and everybody look at me like. Yeah, all right, dog. I'm like, I ain't got no reason to lie. Of all people to lie about to see Bob Hope, like I just, oh, hey, I'm going to tell a story about Bob Hope. No, I saw him, man. Okay, so like I said, we stayed in California. So I was in California from November of 89 until February of 90. Yeah, February of 90, right? And I went through... Um, Went through uh, school whatnot, trying not to fall asleep. Cause damn, <laughs> if anybody ever been any, any Marines been out there and you've been to MOS school, tell me you it wasn't a struggle not to fall asleep. Yeah. And, oh man, head bobbing like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you at a hip hop concert, your head is just bobbing, rubbernecking big time. So then you know we got orders. This is the funny part. So. When they gave us our orders in school, they were like, yo, you guys are going to Japan. Now, when I'm thinking Japan, I'm not thinking Okinawa. Okinawa. Bam. I'm thinking Tokyo or whatnot. So I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. we going to Tokyo. Oh, Did you know anything about Japan back then? No. The only Japanese I had ever been exposed to, and you're going to laugh about this, was in the Marine, I mean, was in the Wolverine comic book. Okay. When he was uh, like hanging out with the, uh, the Yakuza. You remember that, like right? Samurai. And, and, and then that. they would have it where, you know, in the Marvel comic books, they would have the, I forget <clears> what the brackets are, and they would have, like, him speaking in Japanese if they translated. Mm -hmm. The first word I ever heard was Ohio Gozaimasu, and that was in a in a Wolverine, in a, in comic, a Wolverine book. comic book, who happens to be my favorite, uh, favorite Me character. Me too. Me too. Man, I love Wolverine, man. Oh, that's my dude. But anyway, so we find, we think that we're going to, uh, I'm thinking, I'm going to Tokyo. Oh, no, you're going to Okinawa, Japan. The Rock. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> and one of our instructors had been in Okinawa. And he didn't give it rave reviews. He was like, oh, man, y'all going to The Rock? You got, you're got going to be one of three things. And what are those three things they said that you're oh, going to be? Oh, shit, I forget. I'm going to tell you. You're going to be a religious freak, a PT freak, or a drunk. They said that. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Whenever they said you went to Okinawa, that's exactly what the three advices, I mean, the three things they said you were going to be. Now, if you think about that, and this will this will actually make sense down down the line when I probably get to it because I'm all over the place. I'm a tangent thinker. That's really three ways that a person becomes introspective, mm -hmm. right? Introspective. When you get to Okinawa, because it's a small island, it forces you to be introspective. I'm gonna leave that right there. Remind me to get back to introspective, because okay. right. that don't make sense into this whole this whole thing about Okinawa and whatnot. So they was talking about how we wasn't gonna be able to drive no cars, and then what reference of Okinawa did we have at the time? Karate Kid, Karate Kid, bro. That's right, Karate Kid. I'm like, oh man, Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi. We gonna be here, and and I'm thinking I had all these mental images of what it was, and I was mad. <clears throat> 
you were, you were thinking there was gonna be some lady uh, in a font in a in the yukata pushing a, a wheelbarrow yeah, or something. Yeah, bro, Di- didn't you? No, you didn't. No, you didn't because I've never been to Okinawa, but my yeah, my my mom's side's Japanese, so mm. I didn't know what to expect. But to you, be honest. okay, yeah. okay, okay, well, damn, okay. Well, I made an assumption that was incorrect. So I'm like, man, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I'm going to Okinawa. She's like, well, where's that? I was like, oh, you remember that movie Karate Kid? She's like, yeah, there. Oh. I was like, yeah. But, you know, I was like, okay, well, it is what it is. Fast forward, you know. We get here. Now we get to the point where I get to Kadena. Driving down to go to JRC on Foster. Let me ask you this. The roads, didn't they seem mad small? Yeah. Didn't they? They yeah. seemed very small. I was like, wow, this place is small. And then right outside Foster where the spot gate is, you could see Kena's kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, mm-hmm. it's right. Because if you think about it, I went from, I came from 29 Palms where everything, well, Pendleton, everything was away from the base. Yep. 29 Palms, everything was away from the base. But then here, everything is right it's outside right the gate. Yep. So that gave that definitely gave it a perception of being really small. Plus, the cars are small. Yeah, bro. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, oh no. It's like you're living in a uh, like a what do you call it? Like a fake built. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Hollywood scene. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. Like I'm on set or somewhere. Like I'm waiting somebody go cut. <laughs> so you know, so you know, we I get here, we get to the um, we 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 get to the JRC, you know, and. You know, we didn't have liberty or nothing like that. You know, and I'm sitting here like, oh, boy, this is different. This is really different. Oh, man. So, uh, you know, we stayed there. I think, how long did we stay in? It's about a week a in week? JRC. And people are listening. JRC is Joint Reception Center. Center. Yeah. yeah. We I'm stayed sorry. for a week. No, that's we, all right. We some over people, here speaking like people know. People, <laughs> <laughs> but this this podcast episode is going to be is gonna be good for people who, who have left Okinawa, who know you or yeah, me, yeah, yeah. or who just you know grew up in the Marine Corps. Yeah, they'll remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These acronyms yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, we on the <clears> rock. <throat> um, so then, you know, the week, I stayed a week and stuff like that. Yeah. So then we got um got got on the bus. Again, because we've been on for a week, went on the expressway, drove over Ishikawa. Now, what's really funny is I live right by where I'm going to reference. Remember when you drove over that bridge? Well, we drove over that bridge, Ishikawa, and that was the first time that I got introduced to Inaka Kosui, mm. country cologne, the pig farms, <laughs> and the cow farms. Everybody was on the bus because we were heading to Schwab first. Everybody was like, oh, shit, what is that smell? Because we had never, remember, we just came from Foster. Yeah. We, right? Foster is kind of centrally located. Yeah. We ain't had, we haven't hit the country yet. Man, we drove through that bra and everybody was like, damn, what the damn smell? We didn't know. We was like, damn, it stink, man. Ah. Go to, go to uh, so we go to Schwab, right? And the first spot, I, w- I came early because the people that, um, let me go back to people, like when we f- got out, left out of uh, 29 Palms, mm-hmm. I came back early. I came back from leave early. A lot of people took 14 days. I just took 10 days. So I got here earlier than all my other, because they sent my whole class to Okinawa. Oh, dang. They, took, they sent the whole class to Okinawa. Wow. No right. one had a choice, huh? No one had a choice. Wow. So I get, I get here. And we and the first stop we made we made it was at Forest Re- was at Recon. And when I looked at that sign, 
pain is only a sign of weakness leaving the body. Yeah. And I was like, because they told us, you know, where we were going at that point. But, you know, Schwab was the first destination. I was like, whoa. Funny thing is, all the other oper- all the other radio operators from my class that got here mm-hmm. four days later, they all went to recon. Oh, they damn. all, I'm talking about missed that bullet. Bro. So you went to Hanson. I went to Hanson. I went to 3rd Combat Engineer Battalion, right? So here's the funny thing. It was a lot of combat engineers there. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. So we get off. Because we get off in front of the uh, company. i stop hitting this thing. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not making too much sound. We get off at the company office, right? So the guy comes out. He greets us. He's like, all combat engineers on this side, form of, you know, getting formation. Boom. Now, when we come there, there's only two barracks to the right of us. And the company office is on the right also. To the left of us is a bunch of squad bays that are no longer there anymore. But there was a bunch of squad bays, right? So, <laughs> combat engineers, form up here. Hey, you. Who are you? I'm, with, uh, I'm, I'm a radio man. You come up over here. So, they're laughing because they're thinking, oh, shoot. They thinking that they going to the barracks. <clears throat> oh, and they go, right, hey. Marched them right to the damn squad days, oh, dog. I was waving at them like, peace. Peace. He said, yeah, you come here and get your room. Get your room key. I was like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all was talking mad shit. Yeah, enjoy them squad days. Yeah, enjoy the foot locker. And yeah, the- yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I got, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got my, I got my key and whatnot. <clears throat> and uh, I was, you know, it was three men to a room at that time. Three men mm-hmm, to a room. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't share heads. That was a new Marine That was board. a new thing, yeah. Yeah, that was a new thing. We had the older barracks. So, um, building 2655. Yes, sir. Is still it still there. there? It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that I'm actually working on Hanson, I go by there often and look at it. So, um, you know, we get there or whatnot. I get in and I introduce myself. I had two uh, roommates. I forget the first dude's name because he wasn't there very long. But my other roommate was Lance Corporal Jimenez. Right. He was a Puerto Rican dude, but he spoke no Spanish. He was from Boston. Right. So, of course, me being a newbie, you had. Remember, I don't know if you had a, You ever had a three man room? No, no. I was okay. the new one. Oh, you're the new a, Marine yeah, Corps. Yeah. All right. So. You had the senior man had the one bed and then you had bunk beds. OK. So I wasn't a senior man, obviously. So I had the bunk beds. Right. So I had the I had the top top bunk. <laughs> Like, all right, so, I'm, you know, how you doing? My name, you know, PFC Rogers. I was a PFC at the time. Boom, boom, boom. So then my first night, I remember um, going to the PX. Do you, have you ever heard of Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, yeah, the the stuffed animal. Yeah, yeah you, know, you know the comic books? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. The happens. comic books? Yeah, I went, so I remember the BX, and the first purchase I made at the BX was a Calvin and Hobbes comic book, a Sarah Lee cheesecake, <laughs> And I think that was it. So I'm in my room and whatnot, and I'm reading Calvin and Hobbes, and I'm eating my cheesecake. And I was like, you know what, man? Let me let me step outside. Let me let me let me walk outside. So I put on some civvies and whatnot, and I put on my um, because everybody had a Walkman at that time. Everyone had a Walkman. <laughs> everybody had a Walkman. Everybody, yeah. cassette tapes, not this, all right? This is 1990, all right? No AirPods. Nah, this is 1990, all right? So, nah. Um, and I'm walking down the main strip of Hanson, and I'm like, man, it's a big base. And it was, you know, it was a nice base. You know, it was that night. And then 
I'm walking and I I get I see someone drive by in a car and guess what they're playing on the radio? Millie Vanilli. Nope. Oh. I got the power. Snap. <laughs> I was here when Snap came out. And when I tell people that, they like, damn, that was a long time ago. Because that puts because music is a good reference point to right. where everybody was at that time. And when I say that, they're like, damn. It's crazy. If you if I hear a song from back in the day, right. it takes me back to a certain time. Of course. Uh, like a memory. Right, right, right. Like right, I right. knew where I was yes, at that yes. time. Because it's a good, yep. it's, it's, it's it's almost like the soundtrack of your life. Yes. You know what yep. I mean? It's, kind of, it's a soundtrack of your life. That's why they do it in the movies, yep. right? So I'm, I'm like, what's that song? Yeah, yeah that's, that song was dope for those that remember all those old it heads. It still is dope. Old heads stand up. I know y'all know what we're talking about. If that song comes on, uh, if you're working out, you're like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, man. So, um, so you know, I, I'm, and then I go to my unit. I was with, like I said, I was with the radio. I was in a uh, Compatoon, you know. what I'm saying for third uh, Compatoon H and S Battalion, third combat H eight Comp Com Section H and S Platoon, third combat engineer battalion. I'm sorry, I had to say it right for the Marines that would just roast me because I didn't get it right. So I got it right. And um, I guess I didn't have no license or whatnot, man. I remember my first weekend, I took the bus, which is what I took the bus down to Kadena. Was that the Semper Fi bus? It was, was the it white there? bus. It was just a white oh, bus, just, just white like bus. the same okay. one that we rode on when we got off of at the, uh, at the airport. Okay. I mean, okay. At, uh, the MAC terminal. So I go to Kadena, air base, and then I walk off base. I walk right outside Gate 2 Street. And I remember when I was stepping off, you know, stepping out of the gate, I was like, wow, because this was totally different than anything I'd ever seen. Anything I'd ever seen. You know, then Gate 2 had all the stores mm-hmm. that was selling the bootleg clothes. <laughs> <laughs> NFL jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, getting <laughs> hip hop clothes. Getting Nikes that, you know, you wash later and it's just like a blanket. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And, um, so I'm walking down the street and I'm seeing all these colorful shops. And I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah, this is okay. This is different. And now I remember the first time I ever saw a blue bridge. Mm. Remember the blue bridges? There's yep. not there's not many of them left anymore. In yeah, yep. they've all been pretty much replaced by uh, more modern bridges. But I, I had never seen anything like that. I was like, wow, it was just dope, man. You I mean you know, these were just things that I had never seen before. Something yeah. small, right? That. It, it's interesting that you say that because to me, it's something that I've been accustomed to seeing as a kid mm-hmm. traveling back and forth to Japan and the U.S. But for you, as a grown ass dude, so you're like, I, what is this thing? It's going above the traffic. You know how <laughs> old I was when I got here? Yeah, nineteen. I was eighteen. Oh, eighteen. I was eighteen years old when I got here, bro. Dang, you've been out here for thirty-one years. Thirty-one years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thirty-one years. So I'm walking and straight, no broken time. And I'm walking, I'm like, wow. And then we go to uh, Ichibangai. Uh, Ichibangai is like, man, how can we? How can you explain that? I have no clue. It's like you know the the, the store, you know the the area where you go in. It has all the stores, shops, and arcade, it's co- and it's covered. You know, arcade. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's called like an arcade. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like all these stores. And I'm walking in, and this I'm. Is, this is before the days of malls. Right, and right. Sané. It's kind of like you know what? It's kind of like a mall, but covered. It, yeah. But people, but you did you did you know that people lived above those shops? 
I did not know that. Yeah, those shops that are in Ichimanga. Are people, they owned by the, the same? Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I remember you would see like a vegetable store yeah. and then look right up. And you're still yep. covered. This is covered now. This is, but they have like, a, I don't know what that is, like a plexiglass mm-hmm. all over the whole yeah. section. Kind of like a Heiwa Dodi or Kok- yeah, Kokusai yeah. Street, right? Yeah, same yeah. same kind of setup. Exactly. And I'm looking up and I'm seeing people like looking out of their apartments down and it's hustling and bustling. And this is 90, so it's yeah. still kicking. You know, it's still pumping. Man, that was the bad. I was I I enjoyed it. It was dope, man. It was dope, man. It was like wow. I had like again. I, I never seen anything like that, man. I was just amazed. Now I still wasn't eating off base because I was shook. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they also said up in Hanson anyway. They were like um. The corn dogs were made out of cattails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yakitori sticks are are cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but here's the thing: in Hanson, I mean in Kenville, yeah. you didn't see any cats. With tails. Now that we know that that we know there's a different reason for that. Right. But if you think about what someone told you and then what at, you see is like eighteen. Yeah. At eighteen, yeah. you're like, Oh man, I ain't fucking around with that shit. Hell no. Look at them big ass chicken legs. Not realizing that was just a thigh and a and a, and a leg fried together. Because in the States we use we chop up the yep. parts. We don't sell a quarter, you know, the, the, the thigh and leg quarter. Right. Japan does that and they fry it up. So you thinking Man, that looked like a cat leg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was not fucking around. I was like, nah, I'm good, yo. I'm gonna stay on base. Uh, so you know, um, you know, I, like I said, uh, you know, I, I go off base to Kadena. I come back on Hanson and whatnot, and you know, I do the Marine thing, you know. And on the weekends, <clears throat> you know, I would like go down to Kokosai Street all the time. And walk up, and this is when Kokosai Street was still under construction. Everything was still covered with totang, you know, with corrugated metal. Oh, okay, okay. They were they were re, they were uh, renovating Kokosai Street really? at that time. Yeah, yeah. But I would just walk because again, mm-hmm. Kokosai Street. I would walk up there hours, man, hours. Is this during the same time as uh, Desert Storm? Yes. Okay. Okay. So. You want to talk about Desert Storm? It just so, reminds me of uh, you know uh, Swafford, uh, the guy who did Jarhead. The he yes, wrote, that he, was my time. He wrote the book. That right? was my time in the Marine Corps. His when book I, talks about him running up and down Cokeside Street at night and stuff. Bro, when I watched that movie, ooh, rah, Jamie Foxx, <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> ooh, Yo, that was that was my time. The music they played, nine yep. one one's a joke. Yeah, yeah, man. Matter of fact, oh man, I got so many stories. So let's let's talk about that. Desert Storm. So, I'm with combat. I'm with um, combat engineer battalion, as you know. I'm a radio man. Well, there. Well, in combat engineer combat engineer battalion, there's one radio man with a platoon of combat engineers. I deployed a lot. I deployed a lot. I hated staying. In, I hated staying in garrison, which means out of which means not in the field for mm-hmm. y'all that don't understand what I'm talking about. So I always volunteered. I used to go to CTA all the time. What's CTA? Uh, Central Training Area. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and we they we used to go to this we you know do field ops or whatnot, and we used to go to this place by Ken Dump. Yo, the rats there, them things was like cats, dog. <laughs> <laughs> things were like cats, yo. Them rats was huge. Here we are, here we are with the shelter half. When you came in, did two Marines share one side of the uh, tent, or did you guys get your own tents? Uh, we got our own, I think. Man, I, I think yeah. it depended. 
Yo, man. I know. You, you see this I know. man? Yeah. See, man? Come on, yeah. yo. New Marine Corps. Come That's on, right. yo. I'm hating. But hey, I, I, I spit shine my boots and mm-hmm. I iron my camis. Which I thought was the stupidest thing <laughs> on the damn planet. <laughs> damn, I thought that was dumb. Spending, hey, your Sundays were shot. Because what was you doing on Sundays? You was ironing camis and spit shining boots. And I worked in a shop where we handled big ass uh, uh, transceivers. Mm-hmm. Drop it, drop it on your damn toe. You spent the hours you spent spit shining yeah. the boot out the window. Now, what was the point of? Sh- I don't know. It just creates good habits. No, I mean, okay, I understand that, but I feel like that's something that's missing. And you watch these young these young cats; they just they have no bearing, no yeah. military bearing. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I I can see that. I mean, I think there could have been a happy median, right? Between the both, happy medium between the both. Because, I mean, like, starch camis, I mean, really? Yeah. You know, because the mama songs put that rice starch in there, boy. But you would put, you would have pride in your uniform and That's what, true. in, in That's your true. appearance and how That's you true. act. That's true. That's true. Okay, I, I, can, I, can, yeah. I, I, I can smoke a bowl of that. that. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. I just, at the time, I was hating it. <laughs> My Sundays Oh, were don't shot. get me wrong. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. Hell yeah. You sitting there putting spit shining your boots. Okay. I'm drinking a beer on Sunday now. Let me <laughs> ask you, let me ask you something. You ever been to Korea? Yeah, but not 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 as military. Oh, okay. Yeah, I never got. So to you don't know then. nothing about kangaroo polish. Mm-hmm. Nah. Uh-uh. Yo, for spit shining, since we're talking about that, for spit shining your boots, any any marine that knows has ever been to Korea, you know what I'm getting ready to talk about. I'm talking about that kangaroo boot polish. Have your shit like glass, dog. I don't know what was in that polish. Really? I don't know what was in that polish, but that polish was superior to anything you. And when anybody be like, yo, man, you going to Korea? Yeah, can you get me some cans of that kangaroo <laughs> polish? And you know, we used to light it and then cover it yep. up and get mm-hmm. the water inside. And man, they had your shoes shining. So again, you see how the frustration, you got these shining ass toe boots, drop something on it, it's scuffed and fucked up. <laughs> I hate that shit, yo. How do we even get on that story? What are we talking about? Marines, man. Come on, man. You know Marines are going to talk about that. Okay, so. Oh, he was let's get back the to tent. the Deborah Shore. Yeah, let's get back to Desert Storm. So I'm, I told you I was a radio operator with a platoon of combat engineers. We go on deployment to Fuji. I was on ACB at that time, Air mm-hmm. Contingency Battalion, because Desert Storm was kicking off. So that means at any time I had a backpack packed and everything. Anytime we could go, we get called. Ready to, to go. Ready to go. So in so, I go on a deployment with two three out of Hawaii, which was dope because some of the dudes I went to boot camp with were in that platoon. So we go to Fuji, right? We go to Fuji, and <clears throat> again we're combat engineers, and we're with and so there's one platoon of combat engineers that's attached with a battalion of grunts. So we go up to Fuji, right? Boom. You know, we, we out there doing night, you know, we're doing all kind of stuff, you know, uh, night fire exercises, lighting the side of that mountain up, bright red tracers. You know, you ever did night fire Mm -hmm. exercises. Yep. So, um, we're, um, we're dealing with the, uh, EOD up there. Them dudes were crazy as shit. Cause you know, whenever you do demo, you have a certain amount of demo that you're supposed to mess with. You know, you, you're not supposed to go over a certain limit. Don't get me lying because I ain't EOD, so I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that we created this thing called Frankenstein. You want to know what Frankenstein is? What's Frankenstein? I'll tell you. So you take, <laughs> you take, and, and and for the combat engineers that's listening to this, if I get this wrong, you got to understand I was a radio man, so I didn't see it from, from the very beginning how they made it. I'm kind of remember going off memory 30, uh, like 30 years ago. 
or, or thereabouts. You take a coffee can, you fill it with nuts and bolts. I think you put C4 in a blasting cap. What? So the reason why they call it Frankenstein, if I'm correct, don't 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 roast me if I'm not, is because if the bolts stick to your ass, you're going to be looking like Frankenstein yeah. with bolts stuck to your head. I remember... You know, so we sitting, we out there in the fight, we out there in the area, we hear it, we go, fire in the hole, fire in the hole, fire in the hole. All you hear while we're in the berm is, that's the boats flying by. One of the EOD dudes, I don't know what happened, but he got hit with a boat and it cut his nose. Cut his nose. He was like, damn. That's all he said. Damn, got me. I'm like, you crazy, motherfucker. Crazy. Yeah, so... We uh we used to do crazy stuff like I remember I was on um guard duty at the armory November Camp Fuji. But guess what? I'm outside the armory. Oh armory duty mm. outside the damn armory. Cold as shit. Cold as shit. But you're from Detroit. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I had been over here. I ain't got shit. Hell no, nah, I was shit. I was cold as I was cold as hell, bro. But the good thing it was it had a nice view at night. Not like Twenty Nine Palms. When the daytime you could actually see some shit, but at nighttime it was really nice. We had a um, and then the, I guess for two three their their battalion commander they called him Batman. He had us do. A five mile time run on Thanksgiving Day morning. <laughs> Fuck out of here That's with all the all in the Marine Corps, man. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Man. <laughs> so I was like, oh man. But the good thing was we had Weekend Liberty. Right? So everybody's getting ready for Weekend Liberty. Everybody's in the um everybody's in the the barracks, which are kind of newer than the squad bays. It's still a squad bay, but it's like a four story, a mm-hmm. three story squad bay. Modern by standards, then you know, according, especially you know, considering how old the old squad base were, and so everybody's shaving and taking, you know, getting ready to go party. And guess what's playing? Nine one one is a joke. The same, the same song that was in Jarhead. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So when I hear that, I always think about that. We all laughing and joking. So <clears throat> I go down. We go down to Rapungi, right? We go down to Rapungi. Yeah, so we, yeah, baby. So we down to Rapungi. We looking around and shit like that. And you know, the Nigerians is like. Oh, they were still there. They yeah, were there they, back they were there, then. Yeah, trying to front like Americans, dressing wrong. I'm from New York, not with green, yellow, and purple on, bro. You ain't from New York. Stop fucking fronting, dog. Fuck out of here, right? So we going, we going to these clubs, man. I go into this club, and you know, and we 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 in the disco. And this is my first time in a Tokyo disco, and this is the time when Japanese girls were really big into body con- body con- body conscious dresses, the tight dresses because mm. juliana tokyo was real big at the time okay yeah when he's doing the pata pata and shit like that yeah, any, anybody you don't know going to youtube punch up juliana's tokyo and you'll see what i'm talking about <laughs> so i'm in there and i'm sitting down right you know and i'm chilling i'm watching everything down right and so this girl named yuki walks up to me right you know yuki yuki a nakamura i still remember her name so she's talking she's how you doing i'm high you know, pretty nice looking girl, man. How you doing? Oh, hi, hi, hi. And we talking and stuff like that. And she's drinking. And I was just drinking pineapple juice because I really wasn't. I'm really not a big drinker. And um, so I'm talking to her. And, uh, you know, so she's, you know, we dancing. And we're dancing to 
cars drive by with the booming system. system. You know what I'm saying? LL and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So we dance and whatnot. We get down. We sitting down. And she whispers something in my ear, dog, man. I don't know if I can say that on this podcast. <laughs> you say whatever you want. Man, she was like, I want you to fuck me. I'm sitting here like my wide open, shit-eating Cheshire grin on my face like, oh, what? <laughs> Which club was it? I don't remember, man. I can't remember. And I have been to Rapungi many times since then. I still can't remember, remember the name of but the you place. you remember the name of the girl? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, we did, but we didn't hook up at that time. We didn't. Because okay. I was with my boys and stuff like that. So we went back up to Fuji. And we were going to leave the next week. But something happened. Desert Storm kicked off. I was supposed to leave. Now, this was in January, I told you. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to leave in March. Because I had been in Okinawa for a year. Yeah, what, what was the tours back then? Just, just one, one year, year. Just one year. What happened was, because of Desert Storm, Desert Shield, which came first, Shield or Storm? I think Storm came first, storm. first, then Shield came second. Because of Desert Storm, all Marines on the island of Okinawa got involuntarily extended for six months. What was your mindset back then? What was it like? I was ready to get the, I was ready to get yeah. the fuck off of this island. I was ready to get the hell away. I was like, man, I'm, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm, I'm walking around. I'm short. I'm short. Got the news up in Fuji. I was like, oh, hell no. What? Six, I got to spend six more months? So anyway, you know, me and old girl had exchanged numbers. <clears throat> so we had one more week. So during, I think it was a Wednesday. Somehow I, I called her, you know, green, remember the green phones? Yeah, what the uh, the, the public pay, the green phone? phone? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I called her. She came up to Fuji to meet me. So we went. So I met her at the gate. I went. We went off base. There was we went off base. We ate something. We went to this love hotel off base. And uh, that was the first time that I ever had oral with a Japanese girl. <laughs> you know what she did? I'm kissing on her. She was like taste me and push my face down to the fucking thing and you know this is a 90s so they didn't they didn't shave so she had a bit she had hair on her face her hair on her area like your beard so i go to <laughs> taste me i was like well damn all right so i go to i go to go down and she got long hair guess what happened because it hit the back of my whatever that is the back of your throat and i looked up and all she did was giggle and laugh and push my head back down there so, you know, you know, you know, nature took its course, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, I was like, well, you know, you know, then next before I got up early in the morning, went back on base. I was like, well, yo, you know, it was nice to see y'all keep in touch. I'll call you. And I, and I planned on it, too. And I did. And so she left. Now, we thinking we're going to leave again. We got, you know, the Marine Corps, hurry up and wait. Delay number two. So, shoot, we were down and we were going to leave out of Yokosuka at this time. So we left Fuji, went to Yokosuka. Right, mm-hmm. so we were waiting to get on the ship because I came. I went up there on the Dubuque, which was an LPD. We came back on the Duluth, so we were sitting there, and it was like we were there for two nights. Got in touch with old girl again. <laughs> Got another funny story. So she she meets me. I go off base. We go to this place called Hotel Yakuska. Right, so I'm in there. You know, I'm you know what I'm saying I'm in there. You know, doing my Tarzan thing. <laughs> so I pick her up right. And so I try to, and this is a, this is my, this is a, this is another thing. I tried to, you know, pick her up and slide right back in. 
hit the car, hit the inside of that thaw, that thigh. That shit bent up like a straw. <laughs> shit, dog. Uh, you ever have a silent scream? A silent scream. It was like nothing came out. I was like, <laughs> like a Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but um, <laughs> so then I wound up getting back on the boat. You know, the next day, and we we came back. You know, and I, like I said, me and her, we we kept a long distance relationship for quite some time. Now, after that, you know, in between that, I was going, you know, I was going, you know, deployments and whatnot. I went to Korea. Now, <laughs> Korea, Pohang, asshole of the universe. <laughs> no disrespect to anybody from Korea, but you know, Pohang back in the 90s was some garbage. You know it. So we went, you know, I went there, right? And, uh, you know, I was with uh, Tactical and Tactical Exercise Controllers Group, TECG. We were the guys that we was basically playing war games. And, you know, we had like covers with the white tape around. And then they would put white diamonds on our Humvees for mm. y'all, all y'all TECG people. You know what it was. So basically, I was in a Humvee and I was the radio operator and driver for a captain that went to the same high school as me but he was a little bit older, a first lieutenant that was um, a, pr- a prior enlisted and a second lieutenant. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in there stirring them to death. And they was like, hey, listen, check this out. Sir, every other day, now you can go ahead and cut it. Cut it. You want to put the AC on, it's cool. Hey, sir, every five or 10 minutes, bro, nah. My name is this, my name is this. Now, when we get around people, you can call me sir. But right here, we was on first name basis. We had a great time, brother. I'm We driving all over the countryside in Korea and shit. I got caught in the tank trap. I got my Humvee caught in the tank trap on the side of the road. Bro, you want to talk about embarrassed? I got out of it. I remember being, we were, so basically we were just being, you know, playing war games, going, you know, mm-hmm. driving around, having fake ops. It was so cold in Korea, man. I had a beard because I had a no shaving chip. Because of shaving, I had PFB, mm-hmm. pseudophilicolitis barbate, razor bump. Is that, is that, oh, the bump, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a beard. My beard was thick on this side and thinner on this side, or whichever one I forget we was driving. Man, it was so cold in Korea. Remember the old sleeping bags that got warmer? The less close you had on the woman, right. they, yeah. I was butt naked in a sleeping bag, <laughs> cold as shit in Korea, dog. Inside a Humvee with I the heater on. I always hear about how cold it gets in Korea, man. Korea, I thought Fuji was shit. Fuji ain't got shit on Korea. And Korea was one of the grayest places, man, because you know Japanese yeah. during the war, they, they raised ravaged, that place. Yeah. They ravaged that place. But um, <clears throat> so I remember sometime like in Korea, what we would trade is we would trade like a hum, um, uh, MRE for a moon pie, noodles, and a Coke. Because for some reason, no matter how much we was out in the sticks, there was always somebody out there to sell us some shit. Yeah. So I remember one time we were in, um, there's a bunch of Humvees, and we're driving in procession. Now on each, on the left and the right side of us are rice fields. Well, somebody made a mistake. <laughs> we're going to have to turn around. Now, there was maybe a foot on each side from the tires of the Humvee. You want to talk about a 3,000 point fucking turn in a Humvee? <laughs> Is that what you're <laughs> just doing? <laughs> we, had, we all had to, dog. Now imagine me driving a Humvee, a 300 point turn, dog. And I'm, I mean, it was like, like inches until we eventually was able to turn around and go back. Because we would, we'd have been sitting in the damn rice, in rice, uh, rice fields, man. 
I remember going to uh, Ant Hill because at the time, you know, we had oh in the in the uh, Humvees we had Motorola gear, mm-hmm. and then we had the Marine Corps gear. Okay. Well, the Marine Corps gear didn't the work. Shit. Big surprise. <laughs> we used the Motorola shit. That Motorola shit was dope. But we went to this thing called Ant Tanner Hill because at the time, the radios were considered line of sight. So the Antenna Hill was based like relay sites. Bro, I'm driving up, I mean, a road. I got maybe eight inches, eight inches before like hundreds of foot drop in a Humvee going up to Humvee. You're talking about ass so tight, bro. I could have backed up in the corner and pulled out a brick. <laughs> bro, my asshole was crunched. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm trying not to be shook. I'm looking like, oh, shit. Got up there, man. You know, so <clears throat> in Korea, man, it was... It wasn't the funnest time, but, you know, I still managed to have some good times, man. Then, guess what happens? You get extended again. No. Mm-hmm. I Well, I I extended oh, okay. by then because I had been in Okinawa for a year and a half. I decided, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead. So and, you did another 12 it, months or something? Yeah, or, I did yeah. another six months, and then I got the free trip home. The, yeah. Because before, if you extended for a year. It was what? It was a free trip? trip home or 50 extra or 100 extra dollars a month or yeah, some shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they gave us <laughs> the jokes. Yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? So then that took you to three years? No, that took me. That was my second year. That was my second year. You did six, but the six months took you to two. Yes. And then the extension took you to three. No, I'm, we still at the six. We still at the second year mark because Mount Pinatubo erupted. Mm, was that what, Philippines? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what year was that? 91. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> we were the GCE, the ground combat element for the MAGTAF for 91. So, oh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind. I'm sorry, folks. After Korea, I went to Bangladesh. There was a cyclone that had hit Bangladesh, tore it to pieces, bro, to pieces. So I went because, you know, I told you I always volunteer to deploy. Mm -hmm. So I'm in Bangladesh. But I went with Major General Stagpole. He asked for four operators, radio operators, not special operations (laughs) operators, just so we get it clear. I ain't fronting. So. We fly out of Fatima on a C-130. The first place we land, the Philippines. And I'm wondering, he said, bring skip, bring civvies. Okay. I'm like, why are we stopping off the Philippines? Liberty. We weren't there. We stayed there for like two days. Two days of Philippines. Excuse me. Now the Philippines. <laughs> Stepped off the base there. McSaisai, right? Beautifully green, beautiful, the most colorful place I've ever seen. Little brown women everywhere. Bison, bison, supposed to be something, but they would just say bison, right? So we spend the day, we spend two days there. Then we go from there to Thailand, Utapau. From Utapau, we stayed in a hotel in Utapau. Liberty. We didn't, spend, we didn't do no military work at all in Philippines <laughs> or in Thailand, right? So we go to Pattaya Beach, world-famous Pattaya Beach. That's the first time I ever seen a European man in a thong walking hand-in-hand <laughs> in hand with a little boy. Oh, shit. No dude, kidding. I had... I had <laughs> dude, I'm going to tell you, it took like three dudes to keep me from running up on that cat because I was about to run up on that cat and stomp him the fuck out. I was appalled. Leathery skin ass old yeah. dude, man, that was just the worst. And I remember going, <clears throat> so we're walking up, we're walking up um, Pattaya, right? And I hear chocolate, and I, I don't see nobody. Yeah. I hear chocolate man, 
Hey, chocolate man. <laughs> Disembodied voice talking about some chocolate man. Hey, chocolate man. I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell? Carts of animals that I did not recognize. I'm like, you know, street food. I'm yeah. like, carts, uh, down. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> carts with animals that I'm like, oh, what the hell is that? Mongoose or some shit? So I was hungry. We was hungry and wasn't none of us that adventurous. <laughs> so luckily we found an A&W and a KFC. Now, what do you think I did when I ordered that burger at A&W? Don't think I ain't flipped that bun and fucking look, give it a thorough inspection. Like, all right, listen, you're not going to be selling me no monkey meat burgers. You know what I'm saying? So I took a bite very cautiously with, with the one canine, like, <laughs> let my tongue hit it and shit. do the analyze like I that feel like hamburger okay okay we good and we stayed there for two days I remember being in my hotel room I get a knock dun, 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 at my door because we had to drink bottled water we could not drink our water out of the faucet mm-hmm. in Thailand because you had a shit yep. yes so this guy comes in he now open the door first he has like a bunch of water hey you into water I'm like yeah let me so I got a few bottles close the door a few minutes later, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, what the hell? Open the door. Guess what he would guess what he got now? Like five or six women. Do you like? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Because at the time, the AIDS rate was really rampant in Thailand. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't touching shit. I was like, hell no, nah, dog. I'm good with this water. Well, just in the world, too. It hell was, yeah. yeah. You know, but I ain't gonna lie, my shit was harder than Superman's elbow. <laughs> 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 uh, my shit was diamond hard you're but like I, no give me some Vaseline I, like- closed, no, I closed the door and I was like hell no so then we flew out of um, Thailand and then we went to Chittagong which was southern which is southern part of uh, no Dhaka I'm sorry Dhaka in Bangladesh which is a southern part of uh, Bangladesh and then we you know we got a convoy up to the northern part Chittagong that place had been hit hard bro I mean it was so bad that there were boats inland like miles inland that cyclone had fucked that place up so we were staying inside of a school right next to the Bengali Air Force Base right now we couldn't drink the water, obviously. So all the water we drank was in the water purifiers. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. had water out of it. They taste like fucking pool water. Yeah. We used to have to put the MRE Kool-Aid in our canteens just to be able to drink it, and it still tastes like pool water. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing radio watches for, you know, because they're basically uh, helping people, you know, relieve operations and whatnot. So I'm up in the tower, and I'm up in the tower with this, the first time I ever met, an Air Force combat controller. Now, as Marines, we used to think the Air Force is mad soft. This is a combat controller. He was like 30-something at the time. I'm 19. So he's like, hey, man, you know, after, after this shift, you want to run PT? I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, okay, cool. So we run, we starting off. And by this time, I'm gunji, you know, so I'm running. He's like, we're running, we're running, we're talking. Yeah, man, we good. He said, I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm thinking this old man, all I heard was... And I'm looking at ass cheeks and fucking elbows get further and further away <laughs> as I'm damn near sprinting hard, dude. He was hard. He took off my ass like it was shit. I remember um, like <clears throat> one time, too, in Bangladesh, we were staying. OK, so I said we were staying in the schools. So we were sleeping in cots. I mean, in, 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 uh, in uh, bunk beds that were metal. And we had to have the mosquito screen. The mosquito netting, because if mm-hmm. you didn't, the mosquitoes would have ate your yeah. ass alive. I used to have to take showers in there with my mouth closed. 
because yeah. we're in the because you, if really? you let that water get in your mouth, you was gonna have a runny ass. Yeah. Um, and then they had it where um, like all the trash they would dump it in this dump. So every Marine had trash duty. So it was my turn. They was like, "This is your first time with trash duty." I'm like, "Yeah." They was like, "Prepare yourself." I'm like, the "Fuck you, it's trash, man." I mean, yeah, it's gonna stink, but so I go and dump this trash, man, and. This little girl, beautiful little girl, man, runs up and starts digging trash out of digging out of the trash, bro. When you when I want to tell you, my heart sunk into my stomach, man. And see, this is what see when we go to places like, you know, what what is considered third world countries, it really does make you appreciate how good we got it. Because we may think that we may have it bad, but there's somebody who always has it worse worse you know what i mean so it really gave me appreciation of what i had of my situation in life man by looking at i actually met a i actually had a friend his name was um balal he was in the bengali air force because you know it was a joint operation Mm -hmm. me and him were friends we wrote a few letters but you know over the years of course we, we fell back so in that time when bangladesh the cyclone in bangladesh happened mount pinatubo erupted i just came back to okinawa Right, remember that girl UK Nakamura? She hits me up. She's pregnant. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, I mean, damn. I didn't know what to do. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm pregnant, and I don't know what to do, and you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh shit. Um, I'm gonna try to get up there because I was taking Mac flights up there to visit her. That's how I was, you know, Mm -hmm. out of Kadena taking Mac flights, ten dollars, no problem. And I couldn't. They couldn't because I was getting ready to what? Go to the Philippines. Now I had. Now here's where I was pissed off about the Marine Corps. This would be really kind of one of the one of the situations that really said, "All right, you know what? Me and this, me and the Marine Corps, we we kind of having a difference of opinion." Because I, you know, I had to, like I told you previously, I'd always <clears throat> volunteer for uh, deployments. Always, Rogers. Hey, I'll mm-hmm. go. So I went to my uh, my commo, Lieutenant Dirtjack. Yeah, you probably don't even remember me if you ever listened to this, but I remember you. I was like, hey, listen, sir, this is what's going on. Explain the whole situation. I need some leave, you know, because I need to go and, you know, kind of support this girl. You know, she's going through it right now. Boom, boom, boom. Nah. So that put me into a fit of depression. You know, and I had to go see the chaplain and whatnot, you know. And I really wanted to leave here then. I really wanted to leave here then because I was just just in a very bad mental space. So... We go to the Philippines, right? When I told you we're the GCE for the MAGTAF, the ground combat element. Now, when I went to the Philippines on the way to Bangladesh, remember I told you I saw the green, lush, beautiful, colorful Philippines. When we got there this time, after Mount Pinatubo erupted, it looked like it snowed. Volcanic ash everywhere. Jeez. Everywhere, brother. Everywhere. It was just like, wow, man. Did you guys have to wear masks or anything like that? Or No. no. It's amazing you, I ain't wheezing. You, and, well, you put in a VA claim or something? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't even done the VA thing. Cause yeah, me not, I, I don't. I leave that for the people that really do really need, need it. Because that's bad karma. That's bad juju. I ain't out here faking shit because you fuck around and money ain't worth that. Yeah. You know, quality of life is, 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 is the best thing for me. So we there in the Philippines. Now. That's when I get introduced to Red Horse Beer. 
And if you ever had Red Horse beer, the people out there, you know what I'm talking about. That beer was sweet, smooth, and it was like cock diesel, if you know what I'm talking about. And I ain't talking about muscles. Yo, I mean, oh my God. I remember the first girl I met, her name was Guy, and she spelled her name G-H-U-Y. And she spoke like she was from Jamaica. She had like a Jamaican accent, but she wasn't. The accent to me sounded like it was Jamaican. So she worked in this shop that I was, you know, I used to go visit whatnot, you know, not not bars because I never, I tried to pull one out of the bar, but, you know, I'll tell you that story in a minute. You know, I remember her, man, you know, she was cool to shit, you know what I'm saying? Got with her and then there was this other girl named Cecile Garcia that was in this club called Hot Tracks. It had a road runner in it. And for those that remember McSci-Sci Avenue, when you go down McSci-Sci, right to the left-hand side, that club with the with the uh, road runner on was Hot Tracks. Y'all y'all remember that one? <laughs> y'all remember it? You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> make side side stand up. So I remember when I'm in there, and you know she's dancing. She fine, a little too mestiza, like the the, the Spanish kind of Filipina, you know, mestiza, right? She in there, and I don't know. We talking or whatnot, and she's trying to game me on, you know, buy me a, buy me a drink. I'm like, nah, yo, I'm good. I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? And somehow we get into an argument. Don't know. I can't even remember why. All I remember is this is the first time I got introduced to a pakyo. It's <laughs> like, what? Pakyo. I said, you mean, huh? Puck me with a hockey? You playing hockey around this one? No, pakyo. That's another time I realized how efficient they are with ashtrays. Ashtray whizzes at me. I duck and shit. I'm like, I'm out of here. I bounce. <clears throat> So I, you know, I, I still I played the cat and mouse game with her, and shit like that, you know. And uh, nah, she. And the funny thing was, now remember I told you about those barracks that I went to when I first came in on Hanson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the, there was Third Med Battalion that was in those barracks too, and there was this dude named Lucky that I knew from Hanson. If I come to find out, she was fucking with him. <laughs> I had. This is how small the world is. She was fucking with him. You know what I'm saying? I hope we good on time, brother. I'm, oh, you good. Okay, You're okay, because I got yeah. stories, baby. I got stories, homie. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, we playing basketball on, 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 on the Philippines. We playing basketball, and now he out there playing basketball. And I look to the side in the damn bleachers, and there she is. She Now she shook. She looking around and shit, because I done been to the house and everything trying to, but she never gave me no, no nothing. Never panned out. She played me. She got me. So I got tired. Of, yeah, I got tired of that game. And so I started, then I deal with this girl named uh, Josie. This is the first time I got to clap. <laughs> and then your phone goes off. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, that's just a notification. So this is the first time I got to clap. Guess what the name of the club was? Club Clap? Hot Lips. Oh. <laughs> I could not make this shit up. Hot Lips. How appropriate. So, because this girl named Josie, she, you know, because I'm in a bar, and, you know, she over there dancing. I mean, this girl got a woo, body out of banging, bro. <laughs> banging, bro. I mean, banging. I'm like, damn, these little Filipino chicks are thick. I mean, ooh. So she in there gyrating and shit. She comes and talks to me, and she's trying to run game. Now, I'm from Detroit. Now, I only be 19 years old, but I'm from the city. You know, she was like, yeah, you know, you buy me a drink. You know, play my bar pain. I was like, oh, no. I, I, what time you get off work? <laughs> 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 Yo, you know what I'm saying? What time you get off work? I'm like, get off work at 12. Now, we had Cinderella Liberty. 
in the Philippines. Oh, at the it was time. like what midnight? Yeah, midnight. curfew. So I was like, "Well, yo, check this out. Why don't you write your little write your address down on this piece of paper right here?" She wrote her address down. Right. I said, "I'll holler at you later." Went back on base. Snuck out. Well, not snuck out. Walked out. I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. They said Cinderella Liberty, but they let me out. Got into a jeep. Me now. Imagine my big ass on them little fucking trikes. You know what I'm saying? I'm in looking like Magilla Gorilla in a damn fucking toy car and shit. Arms and shit hanging out the side. And I give old boy, hey man, take me to this address. So I get, you know, he takes me there. I get there. So I'm upstairs. I'm talking to her and whatnot. And she was like this. She was like, uh, you want. You want you want a condom? Now me and my dumbass nineteen year old logic, I'm thinking, oh shit, she asked me for a condom. She good then. I don't need to need one. <laughs> no, she asked you for a condom because she knows she was in there burning like the sun. <laughs> 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 you see how you see how thinking with your small head can lead you astray. <laughs> so so she gets on, man. She's you know she doing her thing. That's the first time I've ever been squatted. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm out on the I'm out on the field op. Uh, Red Beach. I go, I, go, I go to I go to go pee, and I look down. I'm like, damn, what's this lint from my damn? Oh, it must be some lint. Head of the main lint. All right, move the lint out the way. Damn, that was weird. Pee. All right, cool. I get back to you know we get back to Garrison. We up in the upper meth camp. I gotta pee. I go to pee. Feel like razor blades, bro. I was like. Oh my God! I did never have felt any pain like that in my life. I was like, "Oh my God! Oh, what is this?" I had to go to the doctor. I had to go to Doc Dysocyclin shot. But first, do that. What they do for those that remember, you know what punching the bore is. Punching. You remember that, don't you? Talking about they telling you to relax while they stick some cold fucking swab up in your manhood, up in your manhood. Like, relax, please. All right, motherfucker. So we got. So whenever you got. You know, a uh, disease like that, and that was so it was so common. You know, what I'm saying it, it was something that happened yeah. there. You know, young people, was, it, it was bound to happen. You know, they give you the the, the uh, shot of disocycline in your 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 um, restricted base for a week. That was the worst week of my life because I mean, if <laughs> you dudes, were quarantined. Quarantine dudes is like, <laughs> see you later, Rogers. I'm like, I want to go too, man. But I was shook, man, to pee. I was made me shook for pee for a while. Then I met this girl named Marissa. She worked into the shop. This is like that LL Cool J song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? A lot of chicks, and then we gonna get to the club thing. But a lot of chicks in the club, he's always oh, LL Cool J me time. A lot of chicks, he's think that. Did you wear a Kango hat? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I went no LL. Couldn't no Cool J. But they always say that. Maybe now, maybe my flavor, maybe my swag was kind of like LL. They's here in Okinawa. He's yeah. always tell me that. So what year did you get out? I got 93. 93. Yeah. So, you know, I came back from the Philippines. Did you have to, uh, did you have to go back to the States? No. Okay. So I met I met a little lady here and I decided I wanted to work. You know, I wanted to stay here because about that time I fell in love with Okinawa. Right. Fell in love with Okinawa because I saw Okinawa through a half, a lot of my half friends. I met my half friends from a guy who was Vietnamese that I met. In Bangladesh, he put me to this place called Plaza Video. For those that remember, whoever been to Okinawa, Plaza Video, Joe stand up. So Joe had, he was an expat, a Navy expat who had, uh, you know, his wife was Japanese. He had two sons. So we became friends because I was always over there, you know, renting videos or whatnot. Where was this video store at? It was right by Plaza. Plaza Shopping Center. Okay. It's gone now. Oh, okay. It was a premier. That was the place that everybody rented videos. All is the it, stuff. Is it the one that's right across from the that new Japanese police station? 
Is it still no. there? Is the building still there? Yes, yes, but it's, it's still empty. there. Yes, it's the brown. It it's, is the brown one on the corner. Right, right. Okay, yeah, that okay, one, that one. Everybody, anybody who's been Okinawa, you remember Plaza video? I'm sure you do. And there's some people out there that remember it. So his friend, his sons, and I became good friends. So then I was kind of into cars at that time. I bought me, you know, bought me a nice little hot rod, whatnot. Let me guess, Skyline. No, 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 no. no. I bought a Corona. I bought a Toyota Corona. <clears throat> So, you know, we would go drive and go to Henza and things like that, go drifting. And this is before Tokyo Drift screwed it up because that movie is garbage. I'm part of the original real drift his, <laughs> drift culture of Okinawa, okay? <clears throat> before drifting, you know, drifting and zero yon and the whole nine. Not with doggone neon lights underneath. <laughs> Hell out of here with that corny garbage. And them GT wings on a damn family car. You need your ass whooped. So, uh, you know, we, we I got to see Okinawa differently. I wasn't hitting the clubs then. Mm-hmm. I was just driving around, hanging out. We would all meet up at McDonald's in Plaza. Mm-hmm. I know people remember Voyager. There's some people out there that remember Voyager in Plaza. And the McDonald's in Plaza, I know y'all remember, for those that have been in Okinawa, that was the spot. And if you've seen a bunch of half kids and a black man hanging out there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was me, the flat top. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, you know, we would drive around and go to different car shops and look and stuff like that. And that was fun at night going to different car shops. And the half kids really pulled me in, man. The half kids, I don't know why, because half kids are really, 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 what do you want to call it? Selective for who they hang with. They usually hang with other halves. They don't really, they don't mm-hmm. really hang out with Americans much like that because they're caught in between. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, you grew up in the States, so I'm not sure how that was. But over here... You know, you can't. You weren't quite American. You, you weren't, weren't quite, quite Okinawa. You know, so you're kind of in that gray area. So they kind of stayed. You know, the halves kind of like they stayed with themselves because they knew they had. You know, and a lot of them spoke Japanese. That's how mm-hmm. I started speaking Japanese because they would speak Champurah, English, mm-hmm. Japanese, English, Japanese, and they used to drive me crazy when they used to do it. I'm like, yo, please stick with one language. <laughs> but guess what? I do it now. I do it now. And, and and then I started taking college courses. And then, of course, in being here 30 years, I think I'm about people would think I'm I put it this way. I've spoken to Japanese contractors because I deal with that's what I do at work. I yeah. deal with I deal with Japanese contractors. A lot of them don't know I was American, let alone black until they actually saw me. It was like, what? huh? Son? I, <laughs> huh? And their eyes bucking and banging. So, um, you know, we would drive around and stuff like that, you know. And then um. I started working at FM. I started working at my job, right? And so it was kind of hard here, man. You know, man, because we weren't making that much, but I was getting, I had sofa because I was working with MWR at the time, right? So to make ends meet, I started working in the club, pyramids. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 All right. <clears throat> yeah. Where were we? Yeah, so we was talking about half kids hanging yeah, out, half kids hanging out and stuff like oh, that. Pyramids. Now, now the half kids didn't really like to. Some of them went to pyramids. Some of them didn't. You had the hardcore drifters, and then you had the ones that was out there, you know, going to the clubs and stuff like that. So when I started working at pyramids, some of my half friends that was drifting didn't really like that. They was like, "Hey, T, what you, what you doing, man? Come on, man. You know that's the craziness." But I needed to make loot because MCCS. I mean, well. Yeah, they weren't making, they weren't paying much. Yeah. You know, they weren't paying them much. No, yeah, okay. We, yeah, you ain't lying there. You know, I'm doing all right, but you know, I could be doing better. Yeah. You know but you, yeah, you needed a side hustle. Yes. So I started working part time. And see, at the time, when I told you when I first came to Okinawa, Manhattan's was the hip hop club. Pyramids, 
you couldn't go there unless you were a staff and CO and you had to go there in a suit and you had to have a Japanese girl with you because they played house music a lot there. Because when I was up at Hanson, my friend who was really into house music would do like he would have house contests at Pyramids. But I wasn't going. I would, I dropped him off a few times because I had my license or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, so <clears throat> when when I started working, this guy named Big John was working there. Big ass brother. I mean, he was like he was huge. He was like two eighty, huge bro. And uh, another brother named Larry, Mag Light Larry. He used to carry a Mag Light. You know what I'm saying? And then my boy Sean Watkins, <laughs> Mag Light Larry, Mag Light Larry. He was half. He was half. Okay. He had grew. He had, he was born and raised here. Cock strong. Cock strong, you know what I'm saying? He's a weird man. He's he looked like Jesus, and people that remember people that maybe listen to this may remember that guy who looked like Jesus with the mag light. Yeah, he might have <laughs> hopped. He may have popped you upside your head a few times too if you got unruly. So the first time I worked, the first night I worked at Pyramids, right? I was shook. I was shook, shook. You know, because I'm like, damn, you know, because Pyramids they was fighting, but they was really fighting in this club called. And I'm about to bring one up for you guys. Eight beat. Never heard of it. They used to call it the beat down. Oh boy, hey, they, beat. They, people used to get now. This is where is that? Was it in Okinawa City? Yes, it okay. was around the corner. Cause it was all owned by the same company. Oh, okay. Eight Beats, uh, Apple House, Pyramids, uh, uh, Manhattan Champs. You know they were all owned by the same company. The same, you know, and these company, you know, they was the dudes with the, you know, what I'm saying with the little smaller pinkies. If you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it was them cats who they were on that owned the clubs. <clears throat> So I remember coming there and working at Pyramids the first day. And I'm in there mad goofy. I had on like a T-shirt, some sweatpants, <laughs> and some gym shoes and shit, right? So <laughs> so I'm in there. And I remember the first fight that broke out, I froze. I was like, I didn't know what to do. So Larry and him went out there and broke the fight up. Larry came up on me. Now Larry comes right here to my damn chest. He's like, yo, you better get the fuck. You get your head in the room. He's getting at me. And I'm looking at him like, all right, dog. All right, we became friends and roommates later. What's up, Larry? If you listen to this, is Big T. Yeah, you know I mean, were you lifting weights? Were you at that time? Not really. Now I was swimming a lot. I was because I used to always go to uh, Tropical Beach and swim because I was working. I met you one time. I don't, don't want to like take you off your story. It's good, man. I, I remember when I was in the Marine Corps. I already knew you from Jaguars, right? Uh-huh. But I ran into you. Uh, at Tropical Beach, I uh-huh. think you you rode on your uh, Chitenshaw, your bicycle down uh-huh. there. I think you did at that time. No, you, w- no, I wasn't on a bicycle, but you might have. But go ahead. But you had a uh, you had a fanny pack <laughs> with tuna, like cans of tuna, with a with a with the with you know the can what? opener. That was Shaq that you met. No, this was you. Was it me? This was you. Oh shoot! <laughs> this was you. Oh shoot! I might and there's only two people rocking a, a fanny pack back in the early 2000s. My pops and you. <laughs> early 2000s? No, yes. that wasn't me. That was you, Not no early 2000s. I wasn't wearing no fanny pack, you dog. You had a fanny pack with, I, you did. You No, check it out. because a can of tuna. Let me tell you. Early 2000s, I wasn't even working at Pyramids back then. No, no, I'm talking about Tropical Beach. I was, if I was going there, it was very sporadically. Yeah, we was going there because F and B people at F and B we would no we was going there in nineties. It might have been, it might have been. You might have been, it might have been. You right, you might because you know everything's a blur to me. You know what I'm saying? From ninety to now, it's all a blur. So it's possibly you did, but go ahead tell the story. I'm just saying you had you had a fanny pack with cans cans of tuna. (laughs) You know what that might have been. You know what? You're right. I might have. It might have been. 
Damn. <laughs> of course, my skinny ass couldn't say shit to you because I was like, "Damn, this guy's gonna fucking fuck me up." Damn, but, you might have you might have been right. Damn, but okay. you've always been. Uh, I know you've always like watched what you eat, and you're right. always well, lifting, I, always I, been a fitness. Well, not always. I well, I did try to in the Marine Corps. I would lift here and there and stuff like that. I ran a lot in the Marine Corps, and then. But I will tell you this: my last year in the Marine Corps, I got fat because I was working at the Mars station, mm. and I had took my final physical. In the Marine Corps, you know what that means. No PT. I ain't do shit. But when I got out the Marine Corps, I started running. Ain't that funny? You get out the Marine Corps and start running. I ran every day. And that's kind of how I got famous. I ain't going to say famous. I got a little more well-known because everybody, oh, you that guy that's always running all the time. Because I used to always run between Foster and uh, Kubasaki. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you know, at uh, the area. I forget what housing area it is. I would always run up and down there because I lived outside. Like Lester and all that? No, um, because I lived outside where the hospital is. The hospital is now. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. In Ginawan. I lived Uh, out there. Is it Chaton? I lived in uh, Kuna. Cuna, okay. It's, 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 you know, so I was always running and whatnot, and then I ran myself thin, and then, again, I started working at Pyramids. I really started lifting seriously when I started working at Pyramids because it's a physical deterrent, job. and looking and part of the job, I didn't want to be weak. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to look strong and be strong, and, of course, I had lifted sporadically, and the guy who hired me, John, he was a big-ass dude, so he really got me into gym kind of like regularly, like, yo, man, you... Yeah, you, you come on, let's let's get this in, right? So that, that's kind of he kind of kicked he kind of kicked that off because I was going to old school Gunners Gym. For those that remember it, the old school Gunners, not the new fitness yeah. center there with a bunch of you know dependent wives walking around here with butt floss on and all of that. <laughs> nah, we talking about Gunners Gym with the stink, the funk, the old mold. That's really when you smelled it, it made the yeah. hair on the back of your neck stand up. <laughs> she really wanted to get it in. That's Gunners Gym, the pit, the pit. Now it's just grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to my drive by there, man, I'm like, damn, man. I had some epic workouts there. Because I had one time, and we'll get back to the pyramid stories and all that, but one time I had tried to, uh, I was going to do a bodybuilding show. Because it was peer pressure. All the dudes in there, yo, T, man, come on, man, do this show. And I'm like, man, I ain't, yeah, dog, I ain't walking in with my drawers, dude, look at yeah. you know what I'm saying? My drawers standing here posing on stage in bikinis. Nigga, what's, what you talking about? Hell no. Nah. But again, I, I succumbed to peer pressure. And I had gotten, I had gotten to about like ten percent body fat. I was shredded, shredded, until I got them damn, I got them damn bikini things in the under, in, in the in the mail. Looked at them damn things like, <laughs> oh, threw them in the garbage. Whoop! And I did not go. No, that wasn't me. I wasn't. See, I never did lift so I could be sitting here flexing for people on stage. I ain't. That ain't I've me. always uh, thought those guys have great discipline. They do. They do. Yeah. They have very. They have very great discipline, and it's very hard. That. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I commend guys that do that. That just ain't me. You know what yeah. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not a. You got to be somewhat of an exhibitionist to do that. If you think yeah. about it, you got to kind of be like, all right, you you want to show, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I Nah, you know, because if you seeing me this naked, then there may be some reciprocation. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about to the other sex. And we just, just so we don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and it just wasn't, and it just wasn't my thing. I just really wasn't into that. I, I, and I really didn't want to do it. And I didn't do it, especially when I saw them draw. I was like, oh, no, I ain't. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You know, next, you know. Um, but it did help me for. Uh, it did help me like for the security side of the thing. It did. It did help me for that, you know, because pyramids. In case people don't realize, Okinawa was one of the best clubs on the island. 
one of the best clubs. Whatever happened to those clubs? How come they? They just well after the off limits thing kicked in. Was that like late? Late. late uh, I was early. To, that was early two thousands. Because okay. actually in ninety nine is when the first off limits came off, kicked off, and uh, well there had been times sporadically in between the mid I mean late nineties and whatnot, but then when they did it at two thousand. I think it was 2000, 99, 2000. It didn't make, no, 99. When they did it in 99, it just didn't make, it didn't make the biggest comeback that it could. It, they just couldn't recoup, and then it just was an endless spiral, and then mm-hmm. Utopia opened up. Slum got big. V-Greens got yeah. big. You know what I mean? And people started going down to Naha. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just pyramids couldn't. They They, they tried. And Manhattan and all those clubs. They did Else. Else did pretty good because I was yeah. working in Else. I started working in Else in like 2002 because I had been a re- I had retired from working security, man, for a few years, man. A few years, bro. A few years I stopped, you know what I'm saying? Because the girl at the time that I was with, you know, she was like, uh, you know, because you know, I was, you know, I was was bad You were boy. doing your thing. Yeah. I was doing my thing. You were and, living. I was living. And that, you know, and of course I'm a young man, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Not 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 too shabby on the eyes, you know what I'm saying? As far as the ladies say it, said it. I don't know about now. <laughs> LL Cool J. You know what I'm saying? All that shit. Yeah, LL Cool J be time. Okay, well, you know, hey, if that's going to, you know, if that's going to, yeah, what's happening then? All right, yo, who do you love? What's but, up? But it's crazy. All those yeah. clubs don't even exist anymore. No. Gone. They just no. have a short stint, huh? And then they're gone. No. They're just a memory. Just a memory. I mean, and now I kind of feel bad for the the guys now how are they meeting ladies because with especially with covid yeah how are you meeting ladies how are you now you, you can you take your mask off really quick i want to see what you yeah <laughs> yeah let me take that mask off all right you ain't busted but you know back then the girl okay i will say this the way girls look now and the way girls look back like in the 90s totally different totally different totally different, totally different. like okay okay uh, <laughs> okay but you go for these new jacks you know, you got to look at the pioneers who put the, you know, who put, who put, <laughs> put boots together. to the ground, you know what I'm saying? Who made, who paved the way for you to be able to enjoy these little yummy things, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, you better give homage because, you know, we put in work <laughs> in, in Japanese-American relations, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, you know, so, I mean, I know you may, you know, I've been kind of like, you know, what do you want to say? dictating this podcast but you know ask me some questions some some things that you want to know man you know when you when you stayed when you actually decided to live here you didn't have to separate back in the states no which was a miracle because at the time yeah you either had to be number one married to a japanese or number two sergeant and above i was neither what i did was this in 92 because i want I, I did a little bit of pre-planning i was like you know what well i think i'm gonna live here because i didn't want to go back to the states but i wanted to get out of the active duty marine corps i think now me and the marine corps we we need to part ways mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i started working part-time at the habu pit as a cook so i told my manager at the time hey listen this is my plan i plan on getting out already had an apartment at the time and now the goose grew right outside where the uh, hospital gate is now. The, and uh, I want to get sofa. Now, there was one guy, Tom Domenke. Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom Domenke. He was hating on that. Oh, you know, it's going to cause it. And I was like, 
you know, I'm like, well, damn, dude, you know, where's the positivity? So he kind of was not, he was kind of reluctant on assisting me, helping me out, you know, putting in a personnel action request mm -hmm. to request sofa. Cause at the time I was a flex cook, but luckily I had a, a, a manager. His name was John Makishi, JJ. He actually was very, he's, he was, uh, he's half. He sung, he was kind of, he was very, he was kind of good. He was kind of famous for his music. Murasaki, as a uh, matter Murasaki. of fact. Murasaki. He's actually part of Murasaki. His name is JJ. Really? Okay. Yeah, he was my manager at the time. And uh, so he fought for me. He was like, okay, I'll put in, if this is what you want to do, I'll, I'll try to do what you, I'll try to help you. So, you know, I uh, put in that personnel request. They changed the position from a flex to a full-time cook with sofa. But then here's the thing. See, when I got hired, I got hired under military preference because I was in the Marine Corps at the time. Mm -hmm. Well, since they reclassified the job, sorry, reclassified the job, they had to put it out on the local market. Mm -hmm. I mean, put it out in the market. So military spouse preference, all that. Yes, and guess what? Some dude who had who had who was a cook military spouse preference apply for the position i was like oh my yeah, god it's always a gamble huh i was like oh no no and, oh they made the position full-time for me but I, now i gotta compete and this guy puts and he's got so what my manager did was man he actually went and we met with this guy and we talked at awase we said hey listen man this job here you know, this guy here is trying to live, trying to make a, trying to make something of himself. He's trying to begin, you know, he's trying to start a life here. You know, there's a position at another place, which you want, you know, why don't you take that? Or would you, would you mind taking that? And luckily David Randall, if you out there, brother, man, thank you very much. Much love and respect, brother. Cause you actually helped me out very much. Homie. So it was David Randall that was applying for that position. Yeah. Wow. David Randall. Small world, man. Huh? Dave, I, if it's the same Dave Randall, black I know. guy is a black guy with like hazel eyes. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Okay, maybe yeah. a different man. Okay. okay, but he and he he took it, man. He was like, "Listen, bro, you know, I understand, man." And he took it, and I got. Now here's the thing: in the interim of that, because it, it just took a while, <clears throat> I had to I had applied for positions at um Tory Station, Corey Coral Cove as mm -hmm. a cook, and the guy Roger Kuliogowski. What's up, Roger? He was the manager at the time. He now runs Nihon Sokosebi, which is a company that deals with cleaning on base. He was like, well, I'll hire you. I was like, oh, okay. So in the interim, they called me and said, hey, man, listen, David Randall decided to take that job. So I took the Fatima job, obviously, because that's what I applied mm -hmm. for. And then I started working as a cook, man. You know, And then I worked there for a few years, and then <clears throat> I applied for where I work at now as a maintenance helper, even though I had no maintenance experience. Got put on there. Went from there to doing supply and, you know, and then the rest is history. Yeah. So it was hard, though, man, because going back to your original thing, how did I get out here? I wasn't supposed to. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I was not supposed to be able to. But what I did was I went down to, you know, come to battalion, you know what I mean? And um, and told them, like, hey, listen, you know, I got an apartment you can't really say that I have a job because I need to get my DD-214 before mm -hmm. I get a job. Right. So at the very least, hey, listen, I'm working part-time at this place. I have an apartment. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm pretty much good to go. So they let me get out. They are Whiskey 95 here on the island. Yeah. Because, man, if I'd have had to go back to the States and try to get back, and man, bro, hell you no. You probably would have never made it. No. And, you know, at that time, I didn't have a, because, you know, we weren't required to have passports when I came here. Right. Yeah. We weren't. Yeah. Now, Marines had to, obviously, since then, and a little bit after that, they had to have passports. It was really the wild, wild west. Back right. Then. It was the wild, yeah. wild west. So I was floating. I had I put my I gave my I gave my friend I had a white plate car but I gave it a power attorney to him but I was still driving it I didn't have no sofa license I had no <laughs> ID card I was still working there until they had to stop and do the do the paperwork yeah. correctly so in the interim I started working at Sauce so that's what's so funny too is that because you were like you you said you would either have to be married to mm-hmm. some uh, in Okinawan or yeah. Japanese, right? Right. Or you had to be a sergeant. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're a sergeant, then how do you get SOFA? You have no passport. Exactly. That <laughs> what happens? makes no sense. It, it makes no sense. And I wasn't getting married to stay here, man. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't going to get married just to live in Okinawa because a lot of my friends and a lot of people did that. And well, that was the way, right? That was the yeah. way, but it was like, yo, man, listen, you marrying this girl that you happen to like, Lust, you, lust and sofa. Yeah, lust and <laughs> bam. That's a new TV show. Lust and sofa. You know what I'm saying? Lust and sofa. Okinawa. You know the dudes was doing that, man. And I ain't yeah. disrespecting anybody who did that, man. But it could have been a different way. You could have done that because a lot of them, like a lot of dudes I know, man, they've been married two or three times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't going there, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, like two or three. Just but here's the thing, though. A lot of those dudes got married. To stay Just here. Just stay here. Yeah. To screw around. You understand? Yeah. Married a girl to get. And then here's the thing that they didn't really think about. Because they didn't. It's clear they didn't think this process over. She has you by. Because she's your sponsor. She's got you by the fucking Ghanas. Mm-hmm. Man, she got you by the, by the whatever. Yeah. She got you. She got you. So all she had to do by, hey, listen, nah. I ain't sponsoring him. You stuck like Chuck. And yeah. you got to go. I tell those young guys too when they tell me like, oh, I want to be like you. I want to stay out here. I'm like, really? Do you, do you really want to stay out here? Mm. Like, why? What? What's your, what's, what's your you why? You know why? Let yeah. me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Because a lot of these dudes ain't got no game. And anywhere else on the planet, <laughs> they be shut down. They be getting shot down, gunned down. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But over here, Depending on, you know, it's kind of, it is. It's a little bit easier, You're, believe yeah, it or not. You ain't lying. Dudes ain't got no game. I see guys with, with beautiful girls. And you're looking at them like, yo, how? How did you pull come that? Come on, man. You know, you caught, you caught her slipping. You know what I'm saying? And then these dudes get over here and they get this, you know, they get this thing where they think they the man because they over here, yeah. you know, they can kind of kick a little game because they have a novelty because they're a novelty, you know what I'm saying? And that kind of makes you think, thing kind of ha- it kind of warps your sense of reality. You, That's you a know. great way to put it. You're a novelty. You're yeah. a novelty. You go somewhere else, man, mm-hmm. they be looking at you like, man, get your you ass out of yep. here. Get up out of here, you know. Yep. And then you go living with your mama in the yeah. basement. Yeah, then, go home live. I definitely wasn't doing that. <laughs> See, that was it. It was either struggle here or go back and live with my mom, yep. and I wasn't going to do it. I'd rather struggle here, and I'm glad I did, because struggle makes you a better person. It makes you learn. It makes you be able to adapt. You know, and plus I loved it here. You know, I didn't stay. I stayed here. Like I said, there was a girl I was dating when I was making the decision to stay here. But that wasn't the reason why I decided to stay here. I decided to stay here because there was something about Okinawa that over the years, even though it started off like I can't wait to get the hell up off this island. And I began to really appreciate Okinawa because I saw the real Okinawa. Not the clubs, because mm-hmm. the clubs was much later. I got to see the real Okinawa, and it was just something that, I don't know, I just got, it was something that just spoke to me. I don't know. I, it's yeah. very hard to describe, 
I felt home here after a while, like I said, because initially I did not. Do you think when you when you volunteered to go travel to to these other countries like the Philippines, Korea, Bangladesh, you you saw something too? Like you said, it, it made you appreciate. Yes, it did things. And and my mom actually <laughs> told me, she told me that when she was younger, she always wanted to travel. So we do know that there's a such thing as genetic memory, you know, mm-hmm. and there's things that are passed on in the DNA. We do know this, you know, what they are and, and how they're done specifically, we don't know, but we do know. And my mom told me that I've always wanted to travel abroad. Even when I was a kid, I used to watch uh, in Detroit, I could watch French channels and Spanish channels. And I used to watch them as a kid, not understanding anything that they spoke, but I always watched those channels. I did teach, I did learn French four years mm-hmm. in high school. I studied French four years. So I always had an affinity for other cultures. I used to I used to like Greek mythology. Loved Greek mythology. Really loved it. I mean, I was I, especially in high school, I mean, junior high school. So I guess I've always wanted to see more of the world than what was presented to me or you know. So I, yeah, I think yeah. that's part of it. I got a chance to live in another country way different than my own. Right. Far from my own. And I think part of me needed, maybe inherently knew that I needed to struggle in order to become a better version of myself. Because yeah. without struggle, without struggle, there is no growth. Yeah, I I love even to this day. You know, I, maybe I'm getting a little bit more money, I'm a little bit more well off, but there's still a struggle here. I, you know, I don't, we don't, you and I don't live on right. OHA, which is no, the off-base no. housing allowance. No, we don't get none of that. No, no. one's paying for our utilities, no. but you no. Know, we're saving. We're, yeah. We may have some uh, some other side hustle that we're doing to, right, right, right. to stay it, above water. Right, right. I we're, mean, not, we're not keeping up with the Joneses like back that in the is States. The, that is the biggest thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. That is one of the biggest things I think is a, an advantage of this place is that we're not keeping up with the Joneses because that can create stress, yeah. right? That creates stress, unneeded stress. Here, it's the island vibe. It's a nice, smooth kind of like relax kick back where you actually sit back and you look because when you think about keeping up with the joneses what do you have to do in order to keep up with the joneses you have to be constantly on a hustle well if you're constantly on a hustle you're missing life because you're not appreciating it because you're so busy concentrating on the next big the next best thing or keeping up with the joneses or keeping this 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 uh what i want to say yeah but you're living to work yeah and you no nah, i'm not with that you're, you're selling your your soul to the devil no see you money know? has never been i right. we are put on this earth to enjoy life not to accumulate shit stuff material things because you can't take it with you you mean like all the shit up here in my attic i mean well, you know i got i mean me i'm a very minimalistic person i am i don't have i don't keep well like 90 percent of that shit upstairs is my wife's but yeah i was just I'm getting ready to say my wife is a pack rat <laughs> and i'm like listen because when we moved into the house and we moved in from our apartment to that house i was like listen one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to get a bigger place so we can put more shit in it we're not doing that i'm a simple kind of guy i like to live simply that's what we doing. And, you know, you know, I, yeah, because, again, I've never been motivated by money. Money has never been because I grew up without it. I didn't have yeah. no loot. I was broke. I was poor as shit in Detroit. As long as I could eat, got a roof in my mouth, and, you know, I got I can do some things. And, and that's that that's the, that stands true to today. I'm good. I'm about enjoying life. And you got to think about it, man. We are in a tropical, subtropical island. Right. 
lots of sun, lots of vitamin D, because that's important for us men. Yeah, I just made it a teachable moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's very important. And stress, as, as stress-free living as you can have, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's good to be able to just enjoy life. And look at it, man. We can go almost, what? We can go 20 minutes yep. Easter and look at the water, look at the ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we the water is like 5K, right? It's yeah. right down the road. We're very blessed to live in a place like this. We don't have, yeah, we don't have all the all the distractions that maybe they have in the States or in larger, geographically larger places, but we got a good quality of life here. I honestly, truly believe that. We got yeah. a good quality of life here. You know what I mean? Really. I, I, And the older you get, the more you put value on quality of life. Now, quality of life can change and be different depending on the person's perspective. However, at the very base of it all is to enjoy your life. Yep. Enjoy your life, man. We only get one. You ain't getting a redo. You know right. what I'm saying? You, and that's what I'm on, man. I'm trying to enjoy my life, brother. You know, and this is the best place to do it. I love this place. Every yeah. time I wake up in the morning, man, I drive and I look on, look to my right and I see that water on the way to Hanson. Yeah. And, and depending if it's raining or if it's not. I'm like, you know what? In Detroit, I would never see that <laughs> on the way home when I'm driving and I look to the left. And if it's sunny or not, I see that water mm-hmm. and I look at that and I'm like, you know what? It's good to be alive, yeah. man. I'm dead ass serious. When so, I drive through Legion mm-hmm. and I'm going down that hill yes, and you see, uh, was it Hamby Town? Yeah. And you got that. You yeah, got that's, the a water. Nine, that's a dope view. You got Karama Island yes, to your left yes, right there. Yes. It's fucking dope, dope. man. Especially on Kadena. Nah, yep. I hate going on that base. But if you go down the main drag, <laughs> to, gone to gate one down gate there, gate one, man, and you look at that, you look, yep. you look at the uh, the ocean, man. It just gives you a, it gives you a, a feeling of peace. You know what I mean? A yeah. peace. It really does, man. I mean, I noticed that thing because you know a friend of mine said something to me that resonated, and he was like, you know what? And he has been told this by an older gentleman. He was like, you know what? People don't really take time to just look. Just look. Just look where you at. Just look. And appreciate where you at. Yeah. Now, depending on where you at, looking may not be as good. <laughs> but for us, it's a great yeah. thing. We can just look and be like, you know what? Damn. We're nice. so distracted nowadays. Yeah, I man, me like yeah. like like these little like these little demon boxes. This phone. <laughs> Star Trek phones. My phone, I, I tell you what, my phone, when I get to work. It goes up on a charger and it's used as a Wi-Fi for my tablet that I listen to music to. When I get home, this goes on a charger. I miss so many. Not a lot of people call me anyway, but I I, I barely look at this phone. I barely. My wife, on the other hand, that phone is glued to her. (laughs) I got bad habits with it, too, though. I'll I'll admit. My daughter, too. My daughter, they they be on their phones, man. I mean, give a damn about that damn phone. I really don't. I, I yeah. I wouldn't even have got a smartphone. My wife, when she was working, uh, I forget where she was working. She had to go TAD. The reason why she got that phone is so she could use Viber to call me mm-hmm. and talk to me, you know, through the phone. Right. That's why I got that smartphone because had it not, I still had a flip phone. Yeah. Now, I do appreciate it at times. I mean, yeah, there are uses for it, but it's a tool. I use it. It doesn't use me. It's a difference. Yeah. It's a tool. And you use a tool and you put a tool away. I was um, during COVID, man. I got worried because I felt like you went ghost for, for, for me. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram. Oh man, I, and, 
I know, I know. You I mean, ain't on it like I am. I, but, I ain't on it. I, I really, but, I'm really not. I'm not. My, you know what? My sister created that Instagram. Oh, did she really? Yeah, so she okay. could promote her uh, personal training business. Oh, okay. If it wouldn't have been for her, I wouldn't even have an Instagram account. <laughs> I wouldn't even have it. I was like, man, I ain't fucking with that. I don't Facebook. I barely, if ever, look at that. And, yeah. the, and the only reason I created that was to keep in touch with my family members. And that my brothers and my sisters, they FaceTime me. That's how they get in contact okay. with me. But that's it. The social media, that's pretty much all I use it for. I don't be yeah. out here posting every five minutes what I'm doing. I ain't no big brother's watching enough. I ain't trying to give him a show. <laughs> he ain't gonna know. He ain't know what Big T doing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't every now and then, like I used to yeah. post when I used to uh camp or whatever, I was doing that mainly for my family. So when they're in the States, they could see, wow, you know, give them some positive energy. That's why I would take pictures of that that water, water. Yep. the spot mm-hmm. that shall not be named. <laughs> the spot, because it was just like hey listen this is some positive energy that i'm sending here because you know if you look at social media man it's very negative very negative very negative and you and they had that netflix show what was that Netflix special the the social media one right social dilemma social dilemma yep yeah man i mean people don't realize how social media social media really does warp your perception of reality i mean i mean down from I mean, all the way down to like how you perceive yourself. Like, you know, if you don't get likes and you don't feel like you worth anything, really? Likes on the phone? Yeah. That gives you your self worth? I had to tell my daughter, listen, sorry, listen, you, you are enough. You are good enough. Don't let nothing, no likes, no, don't let your life be dictated by likes. You know how fucking silly that is? That's silly. You have your own self worth. Damn, you don't don't need it for external external sources. You got to love you cuz if you don't love you, how you expect anybody else to? And I love me. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go camping in the summertime? Like around this time? <laughs> Hell no. It's too hot, man. Shit. It's too hot, bro. Mm-mm. I can't sleep when it's hot. I'm Atugati. For those that don't understand, that means I generate a lot of body heat. I can't sleep with a hot, sticky neck. No, I can't do it, dog. Mm-mm, I can't do it. Dude, it's so fucking hot. Bro, right no. I wish, and you know what? I wish I could. I wish I could do that, but I'm not that I'm not that no, man, yo. No, I, me and my wife both, no. But I always see you in, at that spot before around yeah, yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Oh, but it was, it was to swim. Oh, and, and it was you early. Pack, pack up and go home? Kind of like a one-day trip? Or, or it was in daytime. Or what you saw was like April, April, oh, okay. maybe late May. May is like where you cut it off. That's when I cut it off, like, whoop, yeah. and then I'll pick it back up like November, you know what I'm saying? October, November, sign when it starts to cool off, then I'll take my happy black back out there. But when it's hot months, I, we go, we do go like on Saturdays. We'll go in the morning, me and her, my daughter don't like to do nothing like that. She lazy, she's 15, you know how it is. Me and my wife, we'll go out there and we'll go swim at that spot. We'll go swim around. Just get some sun, mm-hmm. get some vitamin D, you know what I'm saying? Snorkel. Yeah, you know, play in the water a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And bounce, really, and bounce. You know, and, and it's just something that we do because I noticed that, man, you, you you, you, do the same thing, man. You out there. I like to get out. You like to you like to enjoy life. I, I be yep. peeping you, man, and that's yeah. really dope. That's very dope, man. I appreciate man. that. That's very dope that you do that, brother. I be like, yeah, you out there have, enjoying yeah. life. I and, have to have a balance. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to, man, because... Again, you know, we're in a stage of our life where, you know, testosterone's on the decline. And I know that this, like, what does this got to do with, yeah, your testosterone being on decline will affect your, 
your what happiness. Your, your happiness, yep. because testosterone is what gives men their, you know, their their, their, their uh, confidence, their decision making abilities, how they feel, and all of that. And like I said, being out in the sun, vitamin D three, natural source of vitamin D three, you know, actually supports testosterone production. That's 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 real life. Less stress. Yep. Helps with testosterone. That was the production. thing right, right before we took that break. Is yeah. when I, I, I ran into you at the PX yeah. on Kadena. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gave me like we, first we were just talking like catching yeah. up. What's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you put me on this on this on this education of minerals and yeah. what what uh, what do you tell everybody? I, okay, like, so magnesium. Mm-hmm. This is what most men should take because most most Americans are deficient in this. Vitamin D3 first. Vitamin D3 is not really a vitamin. It's a hormone. It's produced naturally by uh, through the skin uh, with exposure to the sun. Mm-hmm. A lot of black people are very vitamin D3 deficient, number one, because our skin is darker. So that means that the UV rays don't penetrate. We got natural sunblock. So we need to stay in sun longer. And, you know, I ain't trying to be funny, but a lot of black people don't like the sun. <laughs> they like, no, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Me, I love the sun. Magnesium, magnesium is a fun, is essential for so many functions of the body. Zinc, zinc is good for testosterone production, right? For men. Um, what else? Uh, I take. Um, I remember it was those three things. Yeah, well, or, I, or was it magnesium citrate? Yeah, magnesium citrate. Yep. Magnesium citrate. I take magnesium theorate too. Sometimes I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's this magnesium formula I take when I sleep because, you know, you know, I work out a lot. So, you know, I grow, you grow when you sleep, your body mm-hmm. repairs itself when you sleep. And I like to sleep. Me, I don't be staying up like 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm in bed before 10 o'clock <laughs> and I'm up at five, five, between five and five thirty. But I go to bed before 10, bro. I ain't staying up late. Yeah. Cause you got to remember me working out, me working late at night in the period and working out in the clubs. I got no yeah. sleep. So I sleep is very essential to me. And water. This H2O. That's why I carry this thing everywhere I go, man. Everywhere I go. Water is so important. So important. So it, it, someone like us who's living in Okinawa all the time, where if you, know, you and I are always out at the beach or at right. the, you know, out in the sun, do I need to be taking that yes. vitamin D3? Heck yeah, you okay. still do. Okay. Because it, it, it wouldn't hurt at all. I do. I take 10,000 IUs. Which is two pill uh, I two of those IU pills. international units. I think you gave me like a thousand. What was funny that day is we had that conversation in the PX, and then like ten minutes later, I'm talking to somebody, right? And I see like this bottle of zinc fall into my cart, mm. and I let go, <laughs> and you're like 15 feet away. You, you're at the at the what do you call it? All the vitamins there, and you're yeah. grabbing it. You're like, you need this. You like chucked it in my yeah, cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need this. You yeah, it in my yeah, cart. man. I mean, because I I do a lot of research. No, I I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. when it comes to men's health, especially men's men in our men's. I don't even believe I said that men in our forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, right? Because what we do know is that men after thirty, our testosterone starts decrease. I think they say by two percent every year, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I my wife is seven years younger than me. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So, right? <laughs> and I'm and we on Okinawa. Yeah. Okinawa is what a big three musketeer convention. You know what I'm saying? Bunch of swords just swinging around. 
nah, homie, I'm not, nah, <laughs> nah, homie, I'm not, nah, nah, hey, my wife ain't gonna be food for the streets. Yeah. And like I said, of course, you know, it's just, you know, testosterone production is very good. And health, I mean, like I said, this all goes into wellness, man. I mean, that that's kind of, <laughs> you know, what I, the general gist of everything, you know. I'm trying to trying to stay trying to stay alive, trying to stay alpha, trying to stay masculine, because you know we being emasculated. Yeah, the, the, the society as it is, and like I say, man, I'm not hating on anybody, but to be a masculine male seems to be wrong, and I don't understand what that is about at all. You know, we're not. No one says in this toxic masculinity thing. I, okay, I don't understand that. You know. Toxic masculinity. Okay, yeah, it's just a bunch of people. Bunch of, it's just, just a bunch, bunch of, of it's just a bunch of talking points, yeah. man. You know, what's wrong with being a man? What's wrong with thinking like a man? You know, no one said be abusive. No one said be controlling. But there is nothing wrong with being masculine, and I'm gonna be masculine to the day I die. You know what I'm saying? I'm nice still. I'm a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am. I mean, seriously. You are. Man. You're a great dude, man. I try to be, man, because again. Every time I see you, man, you've always been the nicest person. Yeah. I, I see you probably once or twice a year. Yeah. Always been open. You know why? Because I think that, you know, when you meet a person or when you're talking to a person and a person interacts with you, it's very, it's good to leave them with some positive energy, vice being a, a energy vampire. And I know you've met them where you've talked to a person after you've talked to them, you feel drained. Like you want to go lay down some damn mm-hmm. where? I never want to be that kind of guy. And no one should ever want to be like that. Yeah. You know, you want to be uplifting. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you ain't got to be somebody's fool, but it's always good to have positive energy, man. I think that if the wor- if everyone were to treat people with respect and, posit- and you know, and with positive energy, we probably wouldn't, the world probably wouldn't be in the state it is now. You know, I think it'd be in a much better state. So, you know, people say you can't change the world. Well, you can try, and the only person you can control is yourself. So if every person did their part, man, you know, I believe that this shit can get right. I mean, yeah. without getting all philosophical and all of that, you know. No, it's all good. I mean, Yeah, I think if you can change your, your community. Yeah. Yeah, your yeah. own little circle and stuff. Yeah, yeah. man, you know, you know, remember that movie, Pay It Forward, mm-hmm. by Hallie Joe Os- yep. Osmond? Perfect example. He said, hey, don't, you know, you pay it forward. Do I do something nice for you? You pass that forward and let it go, and it creates a chain chain reaction, man. Especially now, like I said, with all the negative, all the negative energy going around, and all the things that are going around the world, which is always going to be. So, excuse me. There always has to, there should be some balance. There has to be balance in the world. You know, everything is about balance. We know when people get cancer, the reason why? Because their body is out of balance. When you're out of balance, that affects everything, man. You know, it does. Balance is so important, so important. And so, you know, I try to balance things out by being a positive dude. You know, I, negative stuff, I really don't. And I may clown people. You're going to get some jokes. I may clown. <laughs> <laughs> I, may, I mean, you know, I clown people from time to time. But that's even, that's all in good fun. And I can take a clowning too. I can give it and give I can give it and receive it. It's cool. You know. Yeah, man. You know. But that was one of the things about you too was uh, at the club. Oh, yeah. I know I act, I showed my ass. Oh, really? All the time. You know, I, I was fucking acting like a fool. 
And I'm just oh, glad yeah. you didn't beat the, beat the shit out of me. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I remember. I, I remember. I remember you had and, some. And issues. I think you knew. You knew like this kid's young. You know, oh. I'm, I'm going to take him under my wing. I'm oh. going to make sure he gets home safe. Yo, so, yeah, yo, go ahead, go ahead. Get, I got to bring this okay, one up. Dog. Go ahead, go oh, ahead. God, I'll bring because I bring this every time I talk about you. I bring this story up. I, I know, know where I'm you're going. going with this. Yes, sir. All right. I remember. This will be the perfect story to end it. Okay, go. Stomu. B is that, Greens. Is that little, his name? That's the dude's name. Stomu? At Stomu at B Greens. <laughs> Bruh. I, he was in, because he know Stomu had a history of popping shit and not having an ass to back it up. And I know you. I know, yeah, man, you was good dude. I said, man, you know what I'm saying, Joe? Good uh, good dude, Isamu. I don't remember That's me. right. Yeah, Isamu was a good dude, man. I remember, man, when you... Beat his fucking ass. When you judo flipped him, man, <laughs> dog, you judo flipped his spirit out. I have I didn't know that you had skills. I thought I killed him, to be I honest. Didn't, I didn't know you had skills, man, until it was like wham. I was like, oh, I seen his spirit just go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I've I seen his spirit leave his body. Was he Okinawan or was he from mainland? He I don't know what he was. He oh. might have been Okinawan. But okay. he thought, see, he thought, you know, because he was working in the clubs and all he and he and, he, and, he, and we, there was security, excuse me for stuttering. There was security that, you know, he you know, he could just pop off. You showed him quite differently. That was hilarious. Bro. He uh, yeah, the story what happened was I was on I was it was in B Greens, I was on that second floor. Yeah. And he shows up with one of the American uh, security guys, mm-hmm. and the guy says, uh, "I forget that this dude. I forget that guy's name. He was like a OG son kind of guy. Dent, maybe he went to Iraq too. I think for like AFES or something. Oh, you talking or, about Kurt? Is it Kurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kurt, Kurt. That's he was telling dude. me. He said, uh, <clears throat> he says, hey, he says that you gotta go. And I'm like, what do you mean I gotta go? I just got here. You know, mm-hmm. I've been here for a while. And uh, he's like, I don't know. You gotta go. So I, I, I turned to that to the Japanese guy. What was, mm-hmm. what was his Stomu. name? Stomu. And I was like, why? As I said, why? He fucking clocked me. As he I, hit you? As I'm talking. I didn't know that. He clocked me. And and then, uh, just like everyone starts coming towards me, someone was trying to break it up. And right. then next thing you know, your, your boy starts dragging me out. Right, right, right. And so I then, didn't know that. Yeah. He just clocked me out of nowhere. I was just like, why do I have... Blah, Wait a minute, what, me. really? Yeah. Okay, okay, and okay. so that's why I was heated. Oh. I was drunk, too. But okay. that's okay. No. But I was outside the club, Yeah. and I was waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. And I remember, and, I, and I'm sorry, you were like, Joe. When he came out, you're like, Joe, don't do this. And, you know, I'm running my fucking mouth. I was like, just get, no, it wasn't you. It was Justin. Uh, do you remember Justin? Yeah, I remember yeah, Justin. Yeah. Is he yeah. still here? Nah, Justin he the left. States. Oh, okay. No, 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 Justin. I don't know. Was he, he working here? for Navy and I think he worked in point? Navy. I'm okay. not sure if he's still here though. I ain't seen him in a minute. Yeah. But I said, you better get out of my way. And so right. then Stone was on the other side looking at me, right. smiling. Oh. And when Justin stepped out of the way, he stopped smiling. And that's when I fucked him up. That was dope. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. That was dope. I thought that was so dope. Cause he was a herb anyway. He used to, you know, he used to have yeah. his, yo, you slam. I mean, dude, I had, it was, oh my God, <laughs> bro. I was like, <sighs> I mean, yo, and I had oh. been, you know, working at, you know, working at night. I had seen all kind of yeah. beat downs and that one was up to the top. That was one of the top tier ones, homie. You slam the, I mean, his spirit was like, poof, he was 
gone, yo. That was so, I laughed so hard, and I act like I ain't see it. You know, yeah. if you notice, I kind of turned my back I and looked everyone, out. Everyone kind of turned, turned around. I turned my back and kind of looked out in the street, like. <laughs> And then after That's that, I was like, get. I got to go. I'll and see you, you guys. And you did. I was like, good night, everybody. It's, you know, Okinawa, thank you. And Dro- dip, dropped the mic. <laughs> dropped the mic and bounced. His pride was hoit. That's what he gets. Uh, but you know what happened after that? The next week, I met my wife. Oh, really? Yep. And I never went to a club after that. Yeah, man. Yeah. She makes you happy, man. I could tell. Yeah, she does. She's she the make, best, bro. I can see the picture, man. You be, y'all be smiling. and Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, and I was like, wow. I, I seen it because I remember the, the predecessor. And I, remember, <laughs> I, I remember the drama when the predecessor. Yeah, I yeah. definitely remember that. And I was like. Yeah, it wasn't the best relationship. It was toxic for sure. I understand, you know? man. I mean, you know, yeah. I done been through my fair share of toxic relationships. You can guarantee and trust. And I feel bad <clears throat> for some of the things I've done, man. You know, and that's why, again. I tell you about the whole positive energy thing because of karma. I believe in it. That's why I try to push out a lot of energy into the universe to kind of maybe balance out all the bad energy I put in. Yeah, that was dope. Don't you slam me? You know, I was like, oh. Every time I see you, you're like, yo, remember that story? Yes, like, oh, man. Every time. I'm like looking around. Who's listening? Who's here? Every time. I told my, I told my wife that. I told Huey that. Because you used to teach his daughter. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, actually, I, I, had talked to, I told him, I talked to him earlier this week or last week. I said, yeah, man, I'm going to be doing a yeah. podcast with the Shima Gaijin tell, podcast. Tell Huey I've been trying to get in touch with him, too. I yeah, man. To you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come back, man. Come back. dude. Yo, you can be a regular, man. I'm yeah, telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Hey, I'm down. I'm okay. down. I'm down like both flat tires on top of it. Yeah, this is dope. We can talk about anything. This is dope. This is definitely dope. We can talk dope. about anything. This is dope, y'all. <laughs> I don't know who y'all looking or whatnot, but this is dope. Definitely. Um, Brother. Thank Yo, you, dog. Thank you, I appreciate man. it, man. Yeah. That's that's dope, man. That's <laughs> Big T, everybody. Yes, sir. Big T. You, you have impairments. You remember. Holla. Holla. I'd like to thank my guest, Big T, Terrence. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. We had a lot of fun. That was fun, folks. Uh, I just appreciate, you know, T coming in here, telling those stories, uh, you know, uh, kind of bringing back the nostalgia of, you know, Okinawa back in the 90s, 2000s when I got here. Um, just some good times. He actually really enjoyed doing the podcast. So I hope that we can have him back out here and do it again and kind of be like a regular, you know, a regular sidekick kind of break up the routine of, of doing podcast interviews with uh with special guests and and bring him in and i have some other friends and, and people i want to bring on board too uh should be fun a little bit a little bit of a, of a more of a, of a local thing and uh it can be kind of like a natsuka she series you know uh, long time you know things that were like nostalgic from back in the day so we'll see uh Big shout out to our producers on Patreon, Stacy Bell, Kazu Davis, Toto Brewer, and Daniel Olson. Thank you so much for your support. And if anyone out there would like to support the podcast, please subscribe, listen, share with your friends. If you follow on Instagram, go to the uh, Shima Gaijin uh, Instagram handle and go to the link tree. And you can, there's different links on there, different websites. You can get a t shirt. Um, things like that and uh, listen on a different platform there's the YouTube channel and if you would like to be a producer if you'd like to support the podcast go to the Patreon page alright people we'll see you until next time bye bye matanet <laughs>